Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Salutations, everybody. It is Maddie here today with episode 157 of the Ham Radio Podcast. And it's me, Carrick, with ACG. Hey, guys, what's up? My name's uh, Adrian Frankina. I'm a DJ from Perth, Western Australia, and I'm also a teacher. All right. Yeah, All we right. Got a little Aussie flavor on the podcast since Lone left. This is good. It's a great time. So thank you so much, Adrian, for joining us. Um, Adrian no is also a patron, so if you guys are looking to support the show, thank you, Adrian. Um, you guys can go ahead, donate. You have a chance to join the podcast. You get a lot of perks, Discord access, early access to the podcast, etc. Uh, we upload on um, SoundCloud. So last week, I want to apologize to the patrons because I wasn't able to get early access up on SoundCloud because it was just being a bitch. I was trying to sign in, and it just, like, clicking on things. Have you ever gone to a site when you click on things? It just, it's not working. Like, the site was broken, <laughs> um, so I was not able to get out early access because the site was actually not functioning for me, um, and then I was without power for a few days. So apologies to the patrons for this week. I believe uh, Lee actually made a point. He was like, that was the first time that's actually happened, and we've been doing this for almost two years, close to now, um, or a year and a half, I'm sorry. So yeah, um, we're pretty consistent over there, and now let's get into what was a really, really busy week. Oh, man, and it's going to start off with Call of Duty. Um, they're making some big changes. There was a lot of multiplayer gameplay that dropped. I think, uh, I, I don't pay attention to Call of Duty as closely anymore, but I think May is like that part of the year where they invite a bunch of YouTubers out. They play the, they do this, this big Call of Duty multiplayer event. Um, they also revealed that there's going to be a battle royale mode. I think it's called Blackout and it's a combination of 10 years of Black Ops and then there's no campaign. So we have a lot to mull over and I want to start off with the multiplayer did you guys have a chance to check out the gameplay? I yes. did. Um, you can go ahead and go first. Oh, man, it just doesn't interest me. Mm-hmm. It, as someone who played Call of Duty, the, the fourth one, that's when I started getting into it. Just There's nothing to hook you in anymore. You know, they've had their time, and it just doesn't interest me anymore. Understandable. I'm right there with you. I'll get into why in a little bit. Carrick, what are you thinking about the multiplayer gameplay? I know you are kind of on the side of the fence. You've enjoyed Call of Duty more than I have lately. Yeah, and um, like to me, I don't know if you remember, but 99.9% of the time it's because I enjoyed something unique in the campaign. Yes. So I was a big fan of Infinite War when you really jumped into it and started playing, and there was like Battlestar Galactica kind of decisions that were going on. And I, a lot of people I know didn't even get anywhere near those points. So that stuff I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. The stuff that they showed, I'm much more of a wait and see because I've been so surprised by a lot of games where I'll be like, I'll never like this game. And then I play it, and I'm like, holy shit, or vice versa, where I plan on liking it. Uh, What they showed didn't really interest me, only because it also looked very... It looked like they had taken everything from every game ever, and they put them together and then forgot to thematically, like, sort of gel everything. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I don't know if you realize it, but, like, if you're watching, they're all, and we've got this guy, and this guy, and this guy, but it never felt like there was a reason for all of them to be right there. Yeah. Yeah, what I noticed with this Call of Duty, the reason I've lost interest is because I know it's it's fun to hate Call of Duty, and they I think like while you've 
praised some parts of Infinite Warfare. I thought it was awful. Um, it's not even just because I felt like the series was declining. It's that they're almost chasing trends. They're not innovating. And when I see them doing, like, we're doing Battle Royale. We're getting rid of campaign. Here's multiplayer. I'm sure we'll see a bigger multiplayer experience. And I think some of the stats support why they're going in this direction. I mean... There is a statistic out there that 96% of players for Call of Duty did not finish Black Ops 3's campaign. So, yeah, I get why. If I'm Treyarch, I'm looking at that like, why the fuck are we going to do this? So, I I do support them on this decision, but like I said, they're they're chasing trends instead of saying, how can we innovate? Um, just seeing Call of Duty on a, a big scale kind of map, um, that might be the innovation and actually the series needs in one way because it's always been about the twitch reflex you know right being right on top of each other to the point of you're spawning on each other but the thing i'm concerned about is i mean this game struggles to do 6v6 well on a tight map the idea of them combining 10 years worth of black ops and putting it on this one giant map um is crazy to me and i don't think it's a good sign for those who are accustomed to a certain battle royale experience that they haven't even announced and are still determining, put that in quotes, uh, the player count for the for their battle royale mode. So you have that. That clearly means it's probably not going to be like a hundred man thing, like it normally is. So I, I don't know. I'm on the I'm on the fence with a lot of this right now. One of the cool Would things. You want that? I, oh, sorry, sorry. You go, no, Gary. that's all right. No, that's all right. Go ahead. You were asking if he'd want it. Would you want that, Matty? Though, would you want a battle royale mode in a Call of Duty game? I want it. And you too, Carrick. For for one reason and the reason is i want to see what happens when a publisher with a ton of money is building into this game like with a focus like we're gonna do battle royale because we've seen it as an add-on we saw it with even fortnite even as as popular as it is it was really like an add-on afterwards it was known as a co-op horde mode game and then they said let's throw in this battle royale worked out amazing um PUBG, I believe that was built from the ground up that way, but that's kind of like the, I wouldn't say the origin of Battle Royale, but that's where it really first started to, to gain some ground. Um, so I, that's why I'm curious and why I want it is, and it wouldn't just be Call of Duty, it would be any developer at this point. I want to see someone who, you know, I think we'll see probably Red Dead have some type of Battle Royale mode. I would be shocked if it didn't. Um, I just want to see what happens when a developer with a lot of money and a focus on like, we're going to do Battle Royale and put our own twist on it, what happens? Um, I, I would say this is why Maddie and I are always bro-fisting across the internet because there that's pretty much I like almost word for word the exact same thing for me because you look at a game like you know any of these sort of battle royale games there's VR battle royale games now there's like and everybody's trying to do something they're one of the companies that for example graphically have done really well in their multiplayer it's looked pretty slick uh, pretty modern compared to PUBG the idea, if they did even 50-50, if they did 50 people and it was pared down like a, you know PUBG 99 to, to 1, uh, the idea of it looking good, if they can figure that out, and actually like running around a landscape that didn't look like a glaucoma filter the entire time you were playing it, like to me that is so exciting. But like Maddie said, I always do wonder when certain things are not mentioned. It doesn't always mean something terrible. But when a big company like this came out, here's what they could have done as a splash. They could have said, dude, we got 100 versus 100. Look at the space they showed. If the scale is right, that is a massive gameplay area. 
Yes. If if they yes. scaled out and showed that, I'm assuming that's what they wanted us to identify with. I would have died if they said, even if it was 100, but if they would have just given a number and been like, we're doing it our way, and there's a fucking, you know, 100 people running around leaping out of the sides of, you know, deconstructed buildings and pulling parachutes, I'd be like, yeah, I'm all for that. It, even just to I mean, see if I like it. in the trailer, so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's gonna be something Which, like that, it, and there has to be, right? That's the thing is, you got to put two and two together. If they showed wing, you know, wingsuits in it, then obviously the landscape needs to be big enough to require wingsuits. Yes, yeah, I mean they're, they're having vehicles of all kinds. It seems like so. I think there's the potential for it to be a lot of fun. I don't doubt that, and I'm not one of the people who just because battle royales are a trend, I'm against it. Like it's obvious the games industry is gonna shift that way. We're gonna see a lot of battle royale soon, and I. I understand that. It's fun. I think Fortnite's a really good time, so that's why I'm intrigued. The one thing that rubbed me the wrong way, though, is the way they revealed uh, Blackout. Is It was a lot of... And I'm usually kind of understanding with this part of it, because I know it's a business, but there was a lot of PR speak in the reveal trailer for it. They're like, oh, for sure. These are the best, most refined mechanics ever. I'm like, yeah, word, a fucking second of verb, 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 right? Yeah. That was the entire way it was. This is the most <laughs> epic, unbelievable, insane, absolutely incredible, yeah. and you're all, none and of that means like, anything. If we, wanted, we said, if we wanted to do Battle Royale, we had to make sure, you know, we were adding something or doing something special with it. I'm sitting there like, dude, you're ditching a campaign and adding Battle Royale. Like, that to me screams like you're, you're following a trend, which isn't wrong. But they still got zombies. Yeah, they still got zombies. There you go. And we can talk about that, Big too. Big deal. Yeah. You know, did you guys happen to catch the zombies trailer and information? One set on the Titanic. I think one's in, like, yep. Paris yep. And, and one's in Rome. Interesting yep. design decision there. They're kind of... I don't follow the zombie story, so I apologize in advance if I sound like an idiot to people, but it feels like they're going all over the place with it. They're just like, here's a cool map. We can go here, and there's zombies. Uh, it could be, but I think that they usually plan around that. I actually like the zombie stuff a lot of times. It's actually been fairly cool stories, too. So to me, the, what was weird, though, in a different way, sort of negative, is I was watching that trailer, dude, and they're on the Titanic, and after about 45 to 50 seconds, I was like, uh, are they going to show gameplay here? What, like, what's happening with this yeah, trick? Because it was, like it was long as fuck. Yeah. yeah. And, but they were also like thieves, like Ocean's 14 or whatever. And I'm like, what is happening? This doesn't feel the same way. And then, of course, they're like, here's the zombies and here's how this thing creates zombies, which I thought was an awesome ending. But I much rather would have liked to have seen the one thing that super interests me. If the entire level is based, let's say, on escaping the Titanic as it's falling apart, destruction, fucking transformable environments, I am there. Even if it's just to rent the game and fucking experience that, because that would be such a cool moment in time to be like, you not only have to save your life, but you have to fight off, you know, zombies. But they didn't merge them at all, no. It is it is quite literally like they were teleporting from spot to spot to spot to spot, which was odd. Yeah, it's it's strange. Adrian, what do you think about zombies? Are you, are you a guy who likes zombies yeah. in general? Look, if I'm going to play Call of Duty Zombies, I'm going to play it from the World War game, which is the original, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather just play that original map, you know, the two bunkers, whatever it was, mm -hmm. simple zombie game. That 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 was that was awesome to me. Uh, I haven't really got into any other good zombie games to think of it besides The Last of Us. Mm -hmm. But if I was going to play Call of Duty Zombies, it would be that simple map. Okay. That's all I want. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, and I get that because as someone who's I think all of us really are, Carrick, you're more in on it, but I'm not into the zombie story. Adrian is in. We're kind of looking from the outside, no. and we're like, what's going on? Like, we're going to Rome, Paris, 
you know, the, the, the Titanic. It's like, how the fuck do you, how is this happening? Or Maddie assumed that I did know and I still had the same question you did. <laughs> so, Are you? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I am, oh. yes. I mean, I'm very, unlike a lot of people, like, I don't, I won't get negative about it or, mm-hmm. or even positive about it until later, but I am even, that's what I was saying, is it does feel like you were teleporting, teleporting, like there wasn't a connection. Mm-hmm. And I'm not in love with the story. But I know it enough, especially because I review them. So it's like, you know, you have to know at least somewhat about them. Um, I felt I'm inside it a little bit more than you guys. But even I was questioning what was happening that entire time. I mean, are we seeing here, there's no campaign. So that's a lot of money, a lot of resources that are now full on going into multiplayer. Right. Uh, Very drastic change. I I don't know if there's ever been a Call of Duty without a campaign when I really think about it. Um, At least a mainline one. And so we're seeing what is apparently a huge um, battle royale mode. We're seeing, I, I don't remember there ever being multiple zombies maps at launch. There's always been multiple ones added through post launch content, but this seems like a lot of zombies maps. And we don't know much, I, I personally don't know many details about the map counts, the gun count, and whatnot in Black Ops 4. So um, when it comes to just the standard multiplayer, I should have specified. So are we seeing right now just at face value uh, a worthy trade-off for no campaign? I personally am like, I've enjoyed my Call of Duty campaigns before. Like, I thought uh, World War II's was all right. You know, I, like, it was it was a nice, almost like a popcorn flick. You know, you're just like, yep, yep, explosions, all right. Yeah. You know, Michael Bay shit, whatever. Um, but that's, uh, you know, so for me, it's kind of like a point where you can't redeem it because I just like that campaign aspect. But I want to know what you guys feel about it. Go for it. Oh, what happened to Soap? Remember Soap from yeah. four, four and and the second one? What happened yep. to him? Is he is he still kicking around or? <laughs> uh, <laughs> that know. would be a spoiler. Oh, oh, yeah. okay. Did, Sorry. Do you not do you not play the campaigns even afterwards? Uh, I played I played the mean? first one and the second one. I, I can't oh. remember the second one. The ending. Oh, yeah. So so no more Soap. Maybe I wait for it for anyone. <laughs> I think most Sorry. people have experienced it. <laughs> He was cool. He, he was, that was something that hooked me, you know, this, this one character, you know, you start off in the training, little exercise, and you get hooked on the characters. And, and Mason right. from the Black Ops, was it Mason? Yes. You know, yeah. it's like the numbers. Yeah. That, was, that, that was something that hooked you. The storyline hooked you, but I don't know the if then these Black new Ops ones could do it. One and two had pretty solid stories. It's three where things kind of went off the rails, apparently, and then I think four, they were just like, fuck it. <laughs> It's a good series to, to, to try it out on and see what no campaign does for us. Uh, I'm curious to see the... I don't think it'll impact sales, personally. Um, I think the only thing impacting sales this year for Activision is definitely going to be Red Dead. I think they're, uh, they're playing a dangerous game. Maybe that's why they're abandoning ship on the, the campaign. You think maybe they're just like, you know what? Yeah, we, got, we got to focus on what people play this game for and go all in on that with our resources. Yeah, because we... I mean, we've talked about this before where we bitch about something, but the real life is is that the majority of consumers, you know, might be playing something you and I don't necessarily love. Because like you said, it's like I think I don't I don't know of anybody who would say every Call of Duty single player campaign has been good, which is totally fine. Mm-hmm. A lot of people play them like I do and like you do for like your popcorn moments, which is it's been some of the greatest parts of those campaigns. But they're not to me it, sacred. Like, okay, they're cutting it, whatever. Like, let's see what they can do, you know, with those resources elsewhere. Let's not hire another Kevin Spacey to fucking growl at the screen and probably cost $30 million. Let's You're just right. have, 
let's just take that money because you can't tell me he's he's getting scale for doing voice acting for that fucking game. So instead, you know, just just spend that money or some of that money, whatever, on on what your what gamers are seeming to enjoy more, which is the multiplayer. I mean, they have so many have so many people play. It's just it's crazy because I'll be like we'll talk and I'll be all I wasn't a big fan of WW2 either, and. We'll talk about it, and I'll talk about it with friends, and then go and look, and you know, you have more people playing that than almost in you know most other multiplayer games would die to have their number. I just see a lack of direction because we see last year yeah. it's play it safe, you know, go to the the basics, boots on the ground, the shit, boots on the ground, and then this year they're like we're running on walls again. We're I think we're, we're fucking dashing around at least. We're we're very wingsuits. Yeah, like we're we're, yep. we're using wingsuits. We're we're using vehicles. This is the most refined mechanics ever, and there's no campaign. It's like. I don't see. I think a reason why myself, you know, I'm at the age where I can get into Call of Duty still. Um, I don't play it as hardcore as I used to during my teenage years, but there's still a chance for me to to get hooked. And when I invest in a series, um, some of my favorite series, you know, I don't even think about it when I'm getting into it. But I see a sense of direction. I see a purpose. I see a, a, a driven reason to keep going, to get caught up, or to to be a part of it. Um, right. Especially for the future, because you're like, all right, I'm here. I'm. Ca-. It's like catching up on a good show. You're like, you know, the, the new season's coming out next week. You get all caught up. You're like, I'm here. I'm ready to go. New season's coming out next week. Let's do this. Um, when it comes to Call of Duty, you just see a drastic change every year. They're like, how can we just fucking take all these, uh, this, this just make this garbage plate of food and, and, and see what happens, and here you go. Here's your food now. That's what I see with Call of Duty personally. So, you know, I don't it's know. hard for me to get invested right now yeah for sure i don't know if you guys would agree um i don't demand that they drop their price until i see what they're offering because i've seen people say okay it's just multiplayer it should be this and it's like uh, uh that you know it's you can have these ins- front one <laughs> yeah you can have these insane games that are well worth whatever i think worth is becoming a big deal now too though and i so for example like stated k it's only a ten dollar game that is viewed differently yeah, it's viewed differently from me than a $60 game, vastly. If you yes. look at, um, what's that, No Way Out game, where no it's, out, yeah. it's like 20 bucks, thank you, it's like 20 bucks, but both people get a copy. You don't even need to buy another copy to play. There's values that didn't exist and continue to be adjusted and improved for gamers. Uh, it, despite microtransactions, I'm talking about just some of these yeah. titles are offering these ama- mm-hmm. amazing values. And it feels to me like... Like, yeah, Activision is always nervous every time they do this that they need to, that that if they have even one miss, it, it might be the end, which is probably true as much as some of these games cost. But at the same time, this one in particular, World War II was defined for me. It was defined by hatred because I don't like boots on the ground, and I felt World War II has been done at least a couple thousand times. So I was okay with them not doing it. But I was also okay with other people getting it. But here, it seems like it is. It seems like they're all, okay, we did World War II. What do we do? There's a couple other things. Maybe some of them are acceptable mm-hmm. publicly. I think that's another problem we're going to run into. I do not believe you can do a Battlefield Vietnam like they did when Battlefield Vietnam came out. I think some things are politically incorrect now. And what they did is they took a future that seems a little, um, a little smoothed over. Like there isn't like that. There's no. There was no edge to anything I saw. Zombies are okay to kill and do crazy stuff too, but there wasn't even a defined like, you know, there wasn't even a defined. This is mercenary groups in the future. It was just like, uh, hey, like, here's some shit dying. I like, I like your idea, Carrick. You usually bring it up um, about like going sort of into the future or going back into the past, but like having yeah. the modern guns. 
I don't know why they haven't done that yet. Like that is that's different. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, it's it's a crazy idea, but it would work. It would interest me. It would hook me. I'd go. This is cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think they they should do that and then do what they did at the E3 with I think it was Advanced Warfare or Infinite Warfare, Infinite Warfare, where they show the gameplay first and then announce that it's Infinite right. Warfare at the end. Where you're like, okay, like that. That I I say it to this day. That's why I gave that game a chance because. I was not interested. Then I saw the gameplay at E3. I was like, hmm, what's this? This looks interesting. At the end, it says Infinite Warfare. I was like, okay, they won. I was like, they won that round. They, they, right. You know, if I knew it was Infinite Warfare, I probably would have had some bias in there. But you know what? I had interest because of a, a, the, the way they approached it, the way they displayed it to me. So I agree that a drastic change. I mean, they're, they're certainly just mixing it up as much as possible. I don't know. It's a matter of I have time, a question, right? Matty. I feel we've said you? that about Assassin's Creed in fucking Japan, so who the fuck knows? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> or Assassin's Creed in Origins, where, you know, like, I, I think we all talked about Egypt multiple times, and they finally did it. Uh, I have a question for you, Matty. When you, um, is it Infinite or Advanced that you didn't like? I thought you really didn't like Advanced, because you said you hated Infinite. Is that correct? I hated Advanced. I oh, hate, you I hated hate Advanced, it. right? I, I don't, as you can tell, I don't like the little jump jet thing. Um, I don't mind the wall running. Sure. Like, the only futuristic one I didn't mind was Black Ops 3. And I know I'm, I'm, I'm probably, people are getting the vibe that I like Treyarch Call of Duties more than the other ones. And you would be correct. But I also didn't like Sledgehammer. I always said they make the worst Call of Duties. And quite honestly, I played World War II more than any recent Call of Duty. I mean, I played it for game battles, but still, I played it. You know, sure. so I think that says a lot that, you know, I can at least see that. I can give a Call of Duty a chance, and even though I don't like a certain developer, they made a Call of Duty I played and thought was all right. Like I said, gotcha. it's safe. But yeah, gotcha. overall, the, the the ones I did not like, yeah, it was, it was those. <laughs> That's just uh, it's because it's different from the Call of Duty I grew up with, and I um, I just like I said, I feel that it took it from a Twitch shooter to just like spastic, like boo, 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 like everything's going on at the same time. It's too much to keep up with and it's not fun. It's just frantic. So You know what feels awesome to me, like guys, is that we, like Maddie's like, I didn't like it, but rarely, I mean, I've seen a couple because <laughs> he, he doesn't love Activision. So I've seen a couple <laughs> where know. he's like, ah! but overall, overall, he and, and very, most people don't just be like, it's not that we just dislike something, it's that we want to attack it. To me, that's sort of the way I'm treating this one is like it's never been the number one on my Christmas list, but I'm not going to attack it if somebody else likes it because I think also gaming is getting older. And what I mean by that is Maddie was in high school when he played a game I played, you know, a, a couple years prior to starting the channel because we're a, a, a age difference there. So I think as gamers, we're all, get, you know, you've got older gamers, younger gamers coming in. I think it's time to start saying, okay, because I saw people doing rant videos, and they're like, I'm a, I fucking hate, and I'm all, really, you hate it? Really? Yeah. Because of all the things to waste a lot of time on, I don't necessarily think it's that versus their microtransaction stuff or their rip-off stuff that people feel like Maddie's done a video for. That, to me, is like, okay, here is something that's out, or here is something we know, but this kind of stuff, I'm a little bit more sit back and wait for it to happen because I've been surprised by games I thought were going to be terrible. Yes. More more times than the opposite, just personally. Well, yeah, and I, I think with this Call of Duty, this is more of a wait-and-see approach, and I was kind of giving off those vibes earlier, but that's what I'm doing with this because I did say last night when I saw the Blackout trailer, I was like, yeah, it's a lot of PR speak, but I'm intrigued. I want to see what they do um, because it's a big change for the franchise in the terms of it was always your formulaic campaign multiplayer right. zombies it's like exactly. there's no campaign 
now we got Battle Royale instead, and then we got all the focus on, on multiplayer. Carrick, you brought up a great point about spending money on actors, not even just the campaign and the, the big yeah. set pieces, but <laughs> the, the big yeah. star actors. It's probably saving them a ton of money. Uh, not only are they cutting costs, but a lot of that cut cost can maybe go into the game now. So yeah. um, I think there's a good there's a good chance we see something refreshing. But I will say this, uh, at least this is for me in closing to how I feel about Black Ops 4. When I was watching the gameplay, you know, I, I always sit through the full video and try to give it a full chance um, just because I believe if I just shut it off too early. I'm, you know, what have I done for it? Then have I really yep. given it a true chance? And I, like, watched... I forgot what map it was. There was this guy, he ran into the, the B-Domo flag. There was, like, water on each side. He posted up in a head glitch. He had a three-burst. Took out two enemies really fast. Captured a flag. You know, a guy over the mic yells, Yeah, hey, you captured this flag. And then, you know, he ran, posted up in another head glitch. And the way it played, it's always going to be the same, but the way it played, it looked instantly familiar, instantly recognizable, because it is Call of Duty, it is a brand, they're they're going to, like I say, with Bethesda and Battlefield, and, and or DICE, I should say, they have their, their DNA in the game, so it's always going to be the same, but for me, with Call of Duty, uh, it's just gotten to that point where I was like, okay, like, I don't need to see anymore, this looks nothing different, I just needed to know if I'm going to be running and sprinting and dashing, or if I'm just going to be boots on the ground. And I got my answer in five seconds, and I didn't need to watch any more than that. So for me, that's the only part I, I remain just like, what what the hell ever, I don't really care on. But everything else, I'm, I'm intrigued to see what they do. With zombies, you know, that, that seems cool to me. And with Battle Royale, it could be very cool. So Also, price-wise, don't you guys think it'd be cool if they were like, a, and they won't do this most likely because it is Activision, but it would... It, and also depends on how much money they put in. It instantly doesn't mean that they can't put that money into the multiplayer if they don't do the single player. I saw people like, I want the game in half, or priced in half. And I'm like, well, wait, mm. it depends on what the game is when you get it. That matters. Yeah. But I don't know about you guys. I feel sometimes that the single player had this. It, it does have the same run and gun as the multiplayer. Obviously, it's a primer. I feel that sometimes it may have been trash, but the fact is, is that in a weird way, it did attract me a little bit because mm -hmm. it let me experience what might be in multiplayer. It let me see yeah. these stupid, cheesy B-movie moments where you're just like, somebody's chewing up the scenery and you're like, this is fucking just over the top. And it wasn't as quick twitch in the same way as the multiplayer. And that is one thing that does worry about, uh, me about this is that with the single player gone, it won't have those moments where you can sit back and sort of just enjoy being you as much as boom multiplayer. That's that's all we got, and I don't know that that single player is fun. Worries me. It's it's it, that it simple. Single player is super duper fun. You know, yeah. you you're I'm killing bots. You're killing bots. You're not killing real people with real skill. You're killing easy enemies. You yep. know, they're going down. You get that sensation. The endorphins rushing. You, you can't beat that. And then Kevin he, Spacey shows up and says something stupid, and then goes awesome. off and fiddles Love people. It. Yeah, I mean, I, I think when you say it like that, Adrian, you bring up a good point that I hadn't thought of. Um, it's just that it's not even as simple as like, oh, different tastes. It's like, you know, there, there's a generation that grew up with just multiplayer, a lot of Fortnite, uh, a lot mm -hmm. of PUBG. You know, I, I can't think of any other really heavy multiplayer experiences right now. But GTA Online is another one. You know, there, there's a lot of people who just grew up with online, yeah. online, online, online. So when they hear no campaign no skin off their nose they're like fuck yeah let's go no, no campaign kids. and then exactly and then there's us grew up single player was the only thing now we got both the best. and we have games that offer like uh, you brought up the last of us earlier that offered an excellent single player and i thought an excellent multiplayer feature 
And so um, you have the best of both worlds, and, and, and I think it's just a transformation in gaming and, and how people grew up with games, what tastes they have, what genres they favor. Um, so, yeah, I think it's you brought up an interesting point there. Fair enough. But, uh, that's about it for the COD reveal. <laughs> I'm sure we'll see more of that at E3. Um, probably going to be – normally normally at E3 you see the campaign demo, so I wonder what they'll show at E3. Probably the Battle Royale. But anyway – now it's time for some leaks, or I say that in quotes. Take all this information with a grain of salt. It's that time of year, so yes. there's pieces of paper dropping everywhere. They're like, hey, this is the behind the scenes for this, and here's what we're, de- we're debuting. And I'm sure things like that actually exist, but I don't know how often these pictures actually get out and are accurate. I don't know if I've ever seen one that has been accurate. But anyway, this picture was a special one. It was the Nintendo E3 Direct. It listed some of the ones you'd expect. Oh, Smash Bros, a cool surprise, like Dragon yep. Ball Fighters coming to the Switch. You're like, oh, nice. Uh, a Yoshi game, Star Fox game, Fortnite. You're like, all right, that makes sense. There's been a lot of demand. And then there's this outlier that's just sitting there on the list. And it says Fallout 3 Anniversary from Bethesda. And everyone's like, you know, you clean the glasses, wipe your eyes. You're like, what the fuck? You read over the list again. It's Super Smash Brothers. You got this, that. Fallout 3 sitting there. And you're like, okay, what the fuck is happening? So... That is apparently the leak. This sourced from some Facebook posts, which were quickly taken down. No one knows who took them down. It's really hard to find a, I want to say an actual source, but it's hard to find out what happened because it all happened so yeah. fast, and now we are just left with these pictures. Uh, if it's a if it's a hoax, which there's a good chance it could be, um, that, you know, whoever did it executed it pretty well, or it just left a lot of question marks. But with it being the 10-year 10, 10 anniversary... Um, and with this coming on a Nintendo Direct leak, which is the last place I think we'd ever imagine to see a Fallout 3 anniversary leak, if anything, you know, it, it's peculiar, at least. Um, what do you guys take away from this? Do you, you know, besides wanting this or whether or not you do, I want to hear that. But also, what do you think about the leak in general? Go ahead and go first. Oh, um, I don't have much to say, really. Uh, I'd be happy. If Fallout 3 came to the Switch, who wouldn't want that? It's perfect for it, you know. It's it's designed. You can use your VAT system on there. It'll be real nice and simple. We've seen Skyrim do it, mm-hmm. and they did an awesome job, you know, taking Skyrim on the go. Who doesn't want that? A yes. big open world on the go. Look, if, if it comes out, I'll be more than happy to buy a Switch. I would honestly buy a Switch just to get Fallout 3 on the go. Wow. Dead and see it remastered. Before. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, it and, is and that's one thing I think, Carrick, you could talk on a little bit. Because we were talking about it in my Discord last night about Fallout 3 on the Switch versus other open-world games we've seen, like Breath of the Wild, Skyrim, where you said Skyrim's a little cleaner. Technically speaking, what do you feel about Fallout 3 making its way to the Switch? I mean, I imagine this won't be only the Switch. I, I feel this will be more of a broad Oh, you know, I well. see what you're saying. And then a condensed yeah. version for the Switch. Right. Yeah, that actually changes my answer, Matty. Because oh, okay, so I'm sorry. Yeah, th- no, that's all right. That's exactly that's that's why we do what we do. So originally, I was like, uh, the Fallout games are notoriously even worse and more buggy and more resource heavy than uh, than you know their Elder Scrolls stuff. And it, and especially when you look at how complex buildings can be to make sure your calling is all done right and you're not using up all your your um, memory and all that shit. And the, and the, the Switch has never impressed me technically with a lot of the titles that i think um aside from skyrim a lot of the titles that come out on it there's always a caveat i've noticed but 
what we were talking about is like which engine would it use? If it uses, you know, Fallout 4's engine and then it's all the old assets, Fallout 4's engine actually has higher lower requirements than Fallout 3's. So it's like I was nervous there going, eh. But I was thinking along the lines of just for Switch. Um, and the reason why I think that might change it is because you're throwing much more money at it. Yeah. Much more. It's that's it is a magnitude more that I would assume Bethesda would throw at this to make sure at it at the very least runs that you and and is compatible. So to me, what you just said actually makes it much more liable to happen than originally just for the Switch. Because I'm gonna be honest, man, shit just for the Switch doesn't always work out so well, mm. and we do get bad ports too that when they all come out. But I. That excites me because you might have a Xbox X version, you know, some enhanced stuff. You may have your yeah. Xbox, your PS4, your PS4 Pro. If they're already building for all of those SKUs, you can't tell me they can't add the Switch in there and figure out how to get it at 30 FPS. Like, it seems like that would be possible. Uh, the other person brought up something that I had forgot of, which is control. <laughs> so I just said in your Discord, I'd be VATS only, probably. Like, yeah, that that's would be what I was aiming. saying. I, I feel what was like that you? aiming. Yeah. Aiming on yeah. the Switch would be a, a bitch, I feel. You know, I've, I've played... What I think uh, Breath of the Wild, you needed to aim for certain things, and it just... Like, if I was playing in handheld mode, like, I'd, I'd over-aim so often. I'd really have to just, <laughs> yeah. just ever so carefully make sure. But then again, I mean, Splatoon 2, it's a pretty popular sure. multiplayer shooter, and uh, that's on the Switch. So maybe it would work out, but I feel Fallout 3 is a different type of shooter where, you know... You know, every shot you gotta have accounts, and uh, especially yeah. with the aiming mechanic in that game being awful uh, and being skill based as, or, or based off of in-game skills, um, it can just lead to a lot of frustration. So that's one thing I'll be curious to see. Um, it makes sense though, right? To bring yeah. back Fallout Three, it's been well, ten years, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, um, ten I, years since the release. and it's Bethesda. If yeah. there's any company, not to be rude, yeah. but if there's any company that's going to bring back their ten-year-old game, it is them. Far out. Yeah. I mean, I hope I hope they do. I, I so do I. But I, I said, like, you know, my, my vision would be a little more grander if I were Bethesda. I'd be like, why just three? Like, let's get all these Fallout games and pull them into... I mean, I know it would be a lot of work, but then you can justify it as, like... Because when they say, like, yeah, we don't want to just re-release games, it's like, okay, because you'd rather focus that on a whole brand new game. Makes sense. But it's like, if you try to focus on getting one, two on consoles, which has never been done, and then three new vegas all on the same disc or maybe separate discs something along those lines and getting it all out there for fans that in its own right is like an exciting game it's not just a re-release at that point that's like a love letter to fallout fans you know because you still have your four fallout 4 on the ps4 and stuff but if you put all those games on current systems and make them accessible because there's so many people out there uh you know it wasn't until 2015 15 mid 2015 i played the first two fallouts there's so many people who haven't played the original fallouts and they're amazing yeah. games and they add so much to why i love fallout but not a lot of people have experienced them they've only experienced what you know three and new vegas have had to bring and those are great right. fallout experiences but you know i just look at it and go all right i love fallout 3 anniversary i'm hyped for this i hope this is real but i look at it and go like you know and this is just me being a gamer, I guess, right? You want a little more. You're like, what about if we did this, though? And yes. I, I just feel like with a company like Bethesda, I think they got the money to do something along those lines. It or would be fucking very, awesome. At the very oh, minimum, sorry. three. No, it's fine. But at the very minimum, three in New Vegas. And that's that's exactly what I was going to say. That's what the, to me would be the, the awesomest, man, is if they were like 10-year 10, 10 anniversary and they showed 
Fallout 3 looking pretty good and then suddenly like panned out, you think it's over, and then it's like Fallout New Vegas music yeah. starts. And it's like, oh, and also this other one, and you get that would be fucking brutal. But here's one problem with Bethesda that I'd like to see them fix. Um, they need they need to just bite it in the ass and take the community patch and get that shit into their games. Take the bug fixes and get those into games. One of the problems I'm having is like I buy a Skyrim and a lot of the same bugs exist on the Switch that existed on the original game. That would be one of the things I would love for them to do is sort of say. It's not just the anniversary edition with shitty compression and the audio. <laughs> you know, it's like it's a good overall version, and we've gone through and fixed all of these issues and really crank it down. And then, of course, Creator Club support, mod yes. support. True. That, that, how much yeah. would you boys pay for it? Like, if if it did come out, how much do you think is is it worth? Uh, Fallout Three bundle with all the old games, sixty. Oh yeah, if it was all of them. I would be Fallout's, if they looked them, good. Yeah. yeah, all of them. Yeah, for 60. sure. What about just Fallout Three by itself? Mm. Yeah, I was gonna say I give the character on a seal of approval there. Yeah. I'd be like, mm, yeah. Don't, <laughs> that don't would be sixty. <laughs> yeah, don't buy even buy rent. What is it? Buy rent. Wait. Twenty nine, maybe. It also depends. Don't you guys think on how it looks? Like, yeah, d- yeah, is it like enhanced? Like some of the Xbox enhanced games are like, what the fuck? This looks better than a Ubisoft remaster. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it would, it would need, I, I would want them to have it look it just, really I, I good. I Fallout 3 with the texture mod personally. Exactly. That's, that's exactly that's right. Like what I thought of and, and that'd be fine with me. But if you're putting it at like 60 bucks, no, I mean, you know, imagine if this is real anniversary edition, we're getting three, yeah. we're getting all it's DLC. I mean, that's a pretty meaty package in its own right. Um, and it's like, what can you add to that to make it exactly know, what, what core what flaws were there? I mean, I'd like to see, you know, some bugs removed, but it's one of those things where it's not like, uh, the relaunching of a multiplayer server or something where you can like add something expansive to the game to make it feel yeah. new yeah. again. Uh, Skyrim special edition, you know, it, it had some cool tech changes like new sky boxes, lighting effects, particle effects. They were little things really they were just talking pieces to say we've added something and yeah. the amiibo sport as well yes think yes. it had amiibo sport yeah that was yes correct and um and console mods so yeah. maybe if they find if they found a way to bring fallout 3 back with console mods you know i, I think that would be pretty big if if they did that i wouldn't argue a 40 or Fifty dollar price tag. Fifty would be. See, when I say fifty, I feel like, like I feel a little uncomfortable. I'm like, that's pushing it. I'm like forty. Just leave it at forty. Not that Fallout it, Three. It's one of my favorite games of all time. Yeah, me too. It's like 60, that's it's just like of all time. Yeah. Oh, of all time for me. Like Absolutely. I've told Maddie this a hundred times. Like I tried to get into that game so many times, and it, it just sucked. And I was so everybody was all they could talk about was like Fallout, and I was like, it's a brown simulator. It's terrible. And then finally got into it, and it's it's I just <laughs> it is so fucking good. I, I remember hitting that like the process, like I kept hitting the reset button on it because like I, I rented it, I played it, yeah. and like it way back to the Todd Howard like E3 demo where he he was like walking through uh, I think Chevy Chase or something like that. I'm like, let me see again and listen to what he was talking about, and I'm like, all right, that looks cool. I'm gonna try this again, and you know I borrowed it from my friend, didn't like it. I was like, fuck, this sucks, man. I don't like how this game looks. And sold it. 
yeah, like he 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 lent me a copy and I sold it, and it wasn't until like four years later I gave him his twenty dollars. It's so <laughs> weird that Maddie and I had identical fucking. Well, I and, and I would assume I'm saying it's Maddie and I. There's probably a lot of people, I guess, that must have had that exact same thing. Yeah, something I, about I remember, the starting. I remember I made a video about it, and uh, I think it was like a, a a facts about Fallout video or something like that, and I, I said that I didn't like fallout initially at all and a lot uh-huh. of people are like yo i fucking hated it too i think it was like, oh, a pretty okay. big thing like and it's not even come from for you you had played the original fallouts at that point like, yeah it was wasn't for, that it's like, yeah. like a new fan who right it's just like yeah what the fuck is fallout <laughs> brown simulator right yeah. that first time you're just like everything's brown <laughs> there's no color it's like gears of war but with without cool guns i, just, I think I, later. I genuinely think uh, and I'm not saying I'm mature. I mean, if you've watched any of my recent videos, you know I've made some stupid shit. But I'm, I, but I, and I do stupid shit. But I, I really think Fallout Three requires like a sense of maturity to fully appreciate. You know, when you like sure. exit the vault to go like, whoa, this is fucking crazy. And you know, I see that's what I think of. Like we think of Skyrim Special Edition, those updated uh, skyboxes and whatnot. And I think of like when you exit the vault in Fallout Three, if they were to update things like that, how would that picture look again? Yes, exactly. Uh, right. It would be nice. Because um, one of the things that Fallout Three had an issue with was like draw distance, where yeah, you, like you know, you just see like trees, dead trees for miles, and then you just be walking, all of a sudden you see a building come into form, yeah. and, and or a bad like, guy. It was yeah. like, hello, bad guy. <laughs> exactly, and it's like I'd love to see little things like that that were fixed mm-hmm. in Fallout Four and Skyrim come into fallout 3 um yeah like i could see you know if they added console mods and those updated tech things like 40 50 dollars tops but i i hope it's real because i love fallout 3 <laughs> chase i mean and for those who are wondering I and mean, we got to cover this for those who are wondering about new vegas likely what is going on is the thing that i have struggled with for years when it comes to kotor there are so many people in on a license that it's hard to get a deal done on yeah. re-releasing a game. There's been rumors, there has been uh, talks between devs about KOTOR being re-released, not just the backwards compatibility, but like a new game, like Xbox One, disc, put it in, this is the new mm-hmm. KOTOR. There's been talks about that for ages, and it's never happened because there, you, know, you had Microsoft in on it, um, you had Bioware in on it, and now you got Obsidian in on it, and, and what happened is the same thing with Fallout. So you got Obsidian in on it, you got Bethesda in on it, um, yep. Zenimax. You you got a lot of hands in the cookie jar. It's almost like everyone's hands are fucking stuck. So that's likely what's going on, and why I know a lot of people will say in response, "Oh, I want New Vegas. I would too." That's probably. What I want New Vegas. Yeah. No, I'm with you, man. I, I'd love to see New Vegas come back. Uh, it's no doubter. You like? I'm guessing you like New Vegas more than three. It was probably the best one. Yeah, I like agree. Yeah. the the options, the amount of options you have in that game, I, I haven't seen it done anywhere else. Like, I want to kill this character. I can kill this character. I don't want him to be part of the story. I can do that. Like, I went to kill Preston Gravy in the fourth one, whatever his name is, Preston. Yeah. And the fact that I couldn't kill him, it just, he killed me inside. I was like, <laughs> I can't tell the story I want to do, you know? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure yeah. you experienced that. Yeah, I mean... See, for me, I'm very, I, I, I've noticed as I play these open-world games, especially ones like Divinity, not open-world, but like the ones where you have a lot of freedom of choice too, like a, a Divinity, and um, I'm going to hop into this soon, but Pillars of Eternity 2, where like, I, I play like a bitch. Like, you know, I just kind of like, I'm like, I don't want to hurt anyone right now. You know, I don't yeah. want to fuck up my game. I, I really want to keep things intact here. 
But yeah, I, I admire your, you know, your almost recklessness to be like, I'm gonna fucking kill Preston because <laughs> the I reckless abandon of a murderer, yeah, Maddie. Just like, I'm <laughs> Let, throw, let's not lie. Preston's head off, and and when we need to see save, quick save. Yeah, yeah, that, oh. that too. The, the don't lie. Quick, quick saves before a crucial choice. Like, all right, if I don't like how this happened, you know, how this turns out, like someone sees me blow Preston's head off, it's yep. all right. You know, I'll just reload my save. Um, but yeah. It, I so I, I admire that. I've never played the game like that, so I feel like for some people that type of choice has, you know, a lot more meaning. Where for me, it's more about the story choices and seeing how, like, when I make a call on something, the branching effects of that. Um, but I agree. I, I I'd love to see New Vegas back just as much as I'd love to see three. I mean, I, I have so, I have a lot more love for three just because it was my first Fallout, and then yeah. you know you hear Carrick and I we we have a story behind it. New Vegas was like another game. Yeah. Same thing actually happened. I, I've told this before. I didn't like it um, just because of the similar actually situation as well with 3 where I didn't like the the looks of it. I was like, this is a lot of desert. I don't like my desert. And yeah. uh, I hate deserts in video games. Uh, but I learned to love it just because it was Fallout. And then, you know, as I got older, like I said, it's a maturity thing. I was like, damn, the choices. Fuck. And so, so good. long-winded answer saying I agree with you. Carrick, would you like to see New Vegas come back? Yeah, not as much as you guys. I was. I don't know why. I think once I liked um, the normal Fallout, I just it, Vegas was easier to get into. Sorry, a quick answer. But no, you know, just like just like a you know a, a somebody that you know who's a little harder to deal with. Once you sort of know them, that can become a closer relationship almost because of that roughness. I think with Fallout Three, I'll always love the moment I realized I liked it, and yeah. it was a moment of like walking over a hill. And you're hearing that eight song for the eight fucking billionth time, yeah. right? You're like, and I all of a sudden, I mean, even my wife was like, if I have to hear that song one more fucking time, <laughs> I'm going to kill somebody. And I'm all, oh, yeah, we'll play that again. Like, I, <laughs> something about that. With, with New Vegas, I already knew what three was. So New Vegas was easier for me to get into because I knew, you know, I, I knew what the, what it was going to look like, what viewpoint it was going to be in. And um, it, it was, it just never captured me as much as that first one. Uh, there's something about it, man. There's I just don't even know how to describe I, I that. How much I enjoyed I, it. You know, I think environmentally, Fallout Three got it right. I think story choice and consequence wise, New Vegas got it right. Sure, completely. yeah. And so yeah. I think for some people, it's not that people who love New Vegas more don't value a world uh, as much as, say, myself or you, Carrick. I just think it's like, you know, for me, I feel like Fallout Three is more of a. It's all coming together. Where New yeah. Vegas is more like a. Just see how many times you can rip through this story and how well, things will play out. KOTOR 1 and 2 for you is the same way, is yes. it not? Where you like KOTOR 2 more than 1 and I like 1 more than 2? Is that right? Yeah, it's like 1's my favorite game of all time because it's like this is oh, like okay. the Sorry. birthplace of me loving role-playing games and it's timeless. But 2, as I keep bringing up the maturity factor, I feel like once I got older and I played 2 again, I was like, fuck. Right. You know, this is, yeah. I was like, this is really good stuff in my opinion. Uh, maybe we'll see Fallout 3 Anniversary. If so, actually, before we stop that conversation, when do you guys think that would drop in such a crowded year? Oh, whoa. Hmm. Do you think you match it up with the release date of 3? I think that was September. Oh, yeah. That's, that. I, and I don't think there's a lot of overlap, even though people worry about it. I don't think a Bethesda uh, Fallout is hurt too much by a Red Dead, to be honest. Um, yes. I think they could still do it, you know, because their fans have shown that they're around forever. So, yeah, that would probably be a good date. I mean, anything else is sort of weird, right? It's the 10th anniversary, it but it's 12 uh, years later. It dropped, <laughs> it dropped October 28, 2008. Yeah, that's not bad. October, that's like 
a little while after Red Dead, I think that that would be fine. Let's see. Red Dead is... August or Sep, I think. I think it's September. Red Dead Redemption 2 is dropping... That's two days after. Or two days before. <laughs> oh, then... It's a little bit Maybe of a danger not. zone. You know what, though? It, yeah, it is, but it sounds really it sounds really weird. I just don't... I think if there's two games you buy, it's those two games. Yeah, I, I mean, I makes, think... Does that I mean, make sense? Especially you with one of them as a safe purchase. You know, I'm not saying mm-hmm. Red Dead, there's some doubt, but one of them, you know what you're getting. You know exactly what you're getting, and it's a very target audience. It's like, there's Fallout fans and people who love Fallout 3. And people who maybe missed it somehow the first time around. It's yeah. Like, that's it. Boom, right there. Um, and it's arguably a good competitor. You All of a sudden, you got this new hype game, and then you got someone tar- tugging at your heartstrings. You know? Right, exactly. Like, fuck. Exactly. So, it wouldn't stop me, I guess, if that makes sense. Like, I'd play it, both. Would, it would not stop me. Yeah. I wouldn't be leaving my house much, but I'd play both. Um. Now, You'd have it on the Switch. You could leave your house. It's true. Right? Oh, shit. There Maybe. we go. Yeah, there you go. sit outside, have a picnic. And Dude. Fuck yes. Nothing's better than a pooper game. You yes. just fucking grab that Switch and you run off and you can do whatever you need to do. <laughs> As for more Bethesda, Rage 2 was fully revealed. Last week, we talked about with Skullzy what we hope to see in this reveal. Now we got the announcement trailer, which was a live action thing, and then we got a full gameplay trailer. So I've gone on and on about Rage 2 for the past couple of weeks. A lot of people already know my <laughs> thoughts, and I'll go over them again. So how about one of you guys take take the reins for a little bit? Go ahead. Um, I tried it for the first time today. Uh, look, if it was 2011 and I just you know just got this game to try out a new PC, I'd love it. I could see how I could get into it. But we've seen Borderlands do something similar. We've seen Mad Max do something similar. Sure. Can they combine it all? For 2018, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But what do you guys think? I take it away. There was a bunch of shit that I really liked because I'm a huge Avalanche fan, and um, I liked yeah. it more than I think Maddie and Lone, if I remember right. I liked Mad Max more, and so to me, them, you know, getting those guys to do it, I don't think Mad Max is obviously sold enough or whatever happened and id was like hey we want you to work with us and they decided to do that instead of mad max i'm a little sad that i won't get to see them try to fix mad max in in a second one but it looks like they've taken the car combat and it could be pretty fucking that could be pretty incredible i will say that the trailer i don't think it did it a service with the amount like how they showed the big battles because they were big and they were epic but then when you look close, it looks like somebody took Arma and just threw people down all over the world in that trailer. And it was a little janky looking at times where it was like all these people are just here standing there and shooting at you and you're shooting at them. And a lot of people are like, that's the kind of game it'll be. Absolutely fine. I actually agree mostly with that. I just don't think the trailer sold it to me okay. in particular. So um, but graphically, thing... oh, oh, keep... No, keep going. I was, about to I was just going to say graphically it. I, I liked Rage not as much as a lot of people, but and, and some people hated it. I liked Rage uh, uh, somewhat, and but the tech always interested me. A post-apocalyptic always interests me. What they seem to have captured, that does look awesome. Like when there's this time when that car is behind the other car and they're fucking, you know, ex- fireworks and explosions, then he's in a jungle, and you're like, wait, jungle and post-apocalypse, except for maybe a stalker game or the Metro games, you rarely see, well, yeah. you don't even really see it in those. You just don't see it that much. And he's in there, and the I'm say I'm I mean, I gotta be honest, I was I was impressed as fuck with the graphics when they were in the jungle. Like that shit looked yep. awesome. 
So depends on where you are too, because that could be really fucking interesting if they, you know, give us something that's not desert 2.0. So I don't want to take this in a negative direction because I am very much excited for this game. If anyone couldn't tell, but... excuse me. <laughs> You're good. Sorry, <laughs> but uh, the one concern I have with this game is Avalanche, and I'll get into to why. Because I know, character, like I like what Avalanche does, and I do too. I enjoyed Mad Max gameplay wise. I enjoyed Just Cause gameplay wise. Fun games, fun, fun, fun. But their open worlds have always been so rinse and repeat to me, almost like a Ubisoft game, which Mad Max, I believe, was published by Ubisoft, if I remember correctly. Um, but there's always those same set of objectives, just in new regions. And I hope with Bethesda in the mix, I hope with it in the mix, that that part of Avalanche is tempered and they just focus on how can we set up a lot of pieces for players that have fun with. Like, you know, for example, in Mad Max, car combat's awesome, but like having five totem poles to yank down with your car in every region, like there's, I'm sorry, that's no, there's nothing fun about that in my opinion. You know, that's um, just me. I, no, I would actually agree. I think that even though I liked it and didn't in Mad Max compared to the others, because I'm not a fan of like, just cause three actually mm. so when i say avalanche i'm sorry and of course we do know that there's multiple teams at avalanche and it, they move around so we're going to get some people uh, that are is it, like platinum? it is it is yeah there 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 is uh deep four teams from what i understand and i think one or two might just be tech teams where they look mm. at tech early i could be wrong on that i, I probably am but because uh, multiple companies do it differently to me i totally agree with you I, what i am hoping is this it's not avalanche's ip it's mm -hmm. ids. Id, I think, made some problems with Rage by making it too linear. And it wasn't, it didn't feel open enough. So my hope is, is that it's a combination. They get together. Avalanche says, here's some things that work or don't work. And Id says, here's some things that don't work. They come together and we get the best parts of Id with the best parts of whatever Avalanche team we have together. And it seems to me like that's the way it would go because Id will control exactly how it is by the time it's not separated like i don't think i could see an avalanche person saying we're going to add 20 flying fruit that you have to collect and somebody did being like bullshit we are mm -hmm. you know i i think it i think it has far more control of it than that so i would hope they rein them in yeah i mean this is just wikipedia it says uh as well as their main studio in stockholm they have two further studios a studio in Both new york me who worked on Just Cause 3 and a subsidiary studio in Stockholm named Expansive Worlds that worked on The Hunter. Gotcha. Uh, since the company's establishment has worked on multiple projects, including Just Cause, uh, Mad Max. And it was Warner Brothers, by the way. Warner Brothers. Yeah. Sorry, not Ubisoft. I apologize. Yeah, you know what I get mixed up with? The reason I said Ubisoft. And you Batman? No, no, no. It's it's because oh. with with Mad Max, I, I think, oh, I think oh. Ubisoft because I said the game has Ubisoft-itis because it has like the most standard open world design of collectathons and, and, and not real depth I guess would be the right term I'm looking for um, but yeah I, I believe with it in the mix too I think there's going to be a little more creative control what I wonder is A how this impacts Doom and B is this id's first time taking on a real like open world because right. Rage 1 was semi open world it, you know it was point A to point B kind of hub like I'd say um, where this is going to be, as the game at least is promoting, we haven't seen a full gameplay of the world itself, a true open world. So I'm curious to see both those things. You know, does this impact Doom? Do we still get Doom 2? And 
what's this open world like? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. I, I mean, they're, they're, I think they're both really good companies, and they both have made games that haven't been great but have had awesome parts or have been good and have had shitty parts. So to me, this is like that one time where we might be talking about it in two years as like a classic, like Rabbids. Because if it's like Rabbids, then... Yeah, that's why I sit back now and I'm like, Rabbids changed... I wouldn't say changed my life. I don't want to sound all fucking grandiose, but it did a little bit in the fact that if you had told me these two teams were combining, I wouldn't have never said id and avalanche for example yeah a first person based group of titles that doesn't do much different and then an open world group of titles that doesn't do much different and combining i just don't think i saw that yeah yeah i think they do i i mean i'm all for it because i what do you think the primary reason that they brought uh avalanche into the mix was because like i said i think of doom 2 i wonder what's going on with that i think of the car combat is that why is it the open world does it not really know how to construct an open world especially when they have a family of developers and one of them bethesda game studios being kind of specialists in open worlds what is the primary reason both of you that you feel we're getting avalanche in the mix besides you know obviously they they've both done craziness pretty well you know, we've seen the craziness of the open world of Avalanche, but we've also seen Doom and how wild, frantic that can be. No shit. Go ahead. Go first. Um, I'm not sure, man. I, um, I'm, I'm just learning about all this kind of stuff right now, so bear oh, with yeah, me. You, oh, he did, he did warn us prior to the podcast that yes. He, yes. he didn't get a chance. I'm still it's learning. Bear with me. It's also nah, 3 a.m. 5.40 a.m. Oh. You're in a perfect position because there's a ton yeah. of people who are just learning about Rage for the first time. So, for sure. Eric, take him to school. I would say yes. that um, – so we had the uh, some Avalanche guys on an on a interview one time, and they were saying that yep. – so, so Mad Max did – it didn't set the world on fire, but it was also against Metal Gear, which I think at that time was a, probably a bad game for them to release, even though there's not a lot of like – there's two deserts and not to be rude, but that does cause people to like compare the two, the more comparison points you have. So it wasn't the greatest game in the world. I really liked various elements of it, and there were others I didn't. But I would guarantee what probably happened, Maddie, is what sort of happened when you and I met. Somebody probably saw something they liked. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I would not doubt if Id, somebody from Id was playing the game and was like, oh, shit. Like, yeah. look how much better they handled their cars than we did. Because to be honest, if anything, Rage, did, I personally felt, did not do very well. It was anything when they weren't shooting. Yeah. It was like their shooting was the greatest. And then, most likely, the same thing happened where Mad Max did not get the money for a sequel, or it did, and they can't get it due to the IP uh, suing that's currently going on with the creator of Mad Max. I would assume we won't see a movie for many years. We won't see any games for many years until they figure all the IP shit out and the past money. He's demanding, like, multiple millions upon millions of dollars before he ever allows anybody to work on that IP again. So... I, if you're id and you know that you have a weakness and these guys are like they did mad max they've talked about wanting to do another then maybe you, you know you see rabbits too right like did they see rabbits and they're like fuck this may work out like mm-hmm. let's hire them on and so i don't know how just cause did i mean maybe it's a money thing with avalanche too all i remember is three was r- really buggy at launch oh it's jank as yeah. fuck yeah i was just wondering about the sales because like if it didn't sell well maybe it was also a you know financial from Avalanche's side too. It's also the first time since I believe Brink that Bethesda has gone outside of the family of studios right. they owned and worked with someone. So are 
Yeah, they must have. I, I think you're on to something. I feel they must have seen something and been, yeah, let's. They, they, they did this right. Or we, we could do this. They can do this. And I think they saw kind of like the match right away. Yeah, um, right. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited for E3 because while usually developer interviews, I was just complaining about earlier, have a lot of PR speak. Um, this is going to be interesting to see what Bethesda says when asked the inevitable question of like, why Avalanche and id? Yeah. You yeah. Know, I can't wait to see. It's one of the few times I'm like, I can't wait to hear the answer to that question and uh, the, the talks of how this came to be. You know, who reached we, out to who first? Can we, we also sort of admit just how fucking amazing it is, though, that this is starting to happen? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. isn't that fucking awesome? I oh, mean, yeah. if most of the time there's this un- undercurrent of like animosity between two shooters or you know somebody stupid enough to say battleborn could go up against fucking overwatch you know right like you always have that that animo- a little bit of animosity a little bit of brinksmanship it's fucking awesome to get rabbits like rabbits changed me man i was just all what the fuck these two yeah. completely separate things so like if bethesda if id and um and avalanche are successful Sit back for just a second, guys, and realize that financially it makes sense for both of them because there's less risk. And risk is a big deal now. There's a lot of upfront money perfect now that will be separate. Risk. Perfect IP for risk. If this works out, the um, imagine your different friends, you know, company groups that you like a bit of one game, a platinum. Maddie and I've discussed this to fucking end all, but like platinum having good fighting systems usually. Mm-hmm. And what could they do if they worked with blah blah blah? Obsidian. And platinum, like, holy shit! What you, what could you pull off? I, yeah, I think people, I think companies are starting to realize that yes, they're competitors, but if they work together, a lot can be accomplished too. Just as much as creating your own norm and stuff. Cause, and yeah. the reason I say that is, I mean, you look at something like Infinity War, the movie. Like, people love crossovers. Capcom bringing mm-hmm. uh, DMC mm-hmm. into the Monster Hunter universe, bringing uh, Aloy into the Monster Hunter universe, like. People love crossovers. They love yeah. fan service in different games because it's a new adaptation of their favorite whatever. So I think companies are in gaming at least are starting to wisen up and go, okay, if we both have a common interest, it's not that we have to just do this on our own and tell them feed them to the wolves. Let's see what happens if we get together and, and mm-hmm. get a deal going. You know, we we've talked about the the near misses like Obsidian and Microsoft. And an yeah. exclusive deal yeah. there. It's like, what happens if that goes through? So yeah. it's also good to see that these things are, are happening now. Um, and, and this is something that couldn't have just happened overnight. This is something that must have happened years ago, maybe like 2016. Yeah, I mean, they would have had to have fit. What, do you remember when Mad Max came out? Was that? Yeah, that was 2016, right? So what? I thought, Mad, no, Mad Max 2015. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Yes, you're right. So three years ago. So you have this situation where I would not doubt, yeah, if... And of course, it is IPs, different companies. You have who who made the first phone call though, Maddie? Like That's who was wondering. like, yeah, like did did somebody did go? So you guys, uh, we're in the town. You know, we're in town. You want to get a coffee or something? And then yeah. they're all that'd be funny if we worked together just to see. It's almost like saying, <laughs> I don't like you, but do you like me? And they're all yes, and you're all I like you too. I just didn't <laughs> want to put myself out there. <laughs> so I would love to have seen what that meeting is. And that's a question. If you get to do interviews with them, it sounds it sounds like you. It, on Twitter, I thought it sounded like maybe you're going to get to talk to Pete. Hopefully. Is that? Hopefully. Okay. So if you get to talk to so those different people on those teams, it'd be cool to have somebody ask and be like, you know, 
if, if it was possible and doesn't make somebody look bad, like who who reached out to you first. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, with Rage 2, also, we've seen on Amazon, there was a listing that said that this game, you know, had the placeholder date of December 31st. We've seen that with any game with a, a yeah. release year, but not the date. Um, so we have 2019 open. We have a game announced a month before E3 with two trailers, two, like, decent trailers that show us a lot of the universe, the gameplay. But the fall 2018 slot is still wide open i thought this is the most peculiar thing about the entire reveal i looked at it and went okay this is this is fishy you know i i I thought when they were revealing it i was like this might be their fall title i mean they're going in two trailers as interest is high people are happy with it uh at least after the gameplay trailer with the announcement trailer a lot of people were let down but when the gameplay trailer came out there was like almost a 180 on a lot of people are like i'm in now so seeing that that ends up being released probably spring 2019 we're looking at a dangerously similar situation situation i'm sorry to 2015 16 where bethesda game studios came in with fallout 4 and it came in with doom mm-hmm. do you guys get that similar feeling when you look at that yeah i do go ahead no i'm just looking at the when the review dates are coming out sorry no, bear no. with me sorry review dates um game releases well, um, while he's from looking previous that up, years, the, the one of the things that I, I, it just it all depends, man, because like we talk about this and I don't want to get myself hyped up. Either. So I got to continually be like, eh, eh, calm down a little bit. But you can feel the blame it, coming. It, yeah. It, n- the blame. <laughs> yeah, oh, I no, no. You're like last year, yeah. Maddie and Lone. Oh, you fuckers. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, it, it in a way in a weird way that I did get caught up and it sort of taught me like, okay, you probably shouldn't do that because I also hold grudges more than you guys do. <laughs> well, you hold a grudge against primal, but everybody. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm just, I'm wondering why reveal this game so far in advance. Uh, do you think they expected this type of feedback? Man, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Mm. I, like it's, it, I, I think they probably did, but I do think it's this year's game, personally, okay. myself. So I Even think with that the placeholder date, you think that's just yeah, I, floating there. Yeah, just I don't know. I think you're like they're making it a big deal, mm-hmm. in a bigger deal. I think because uh, I said this in your Discord, I was like, this is an odd. I, I think I said something like, well, my emoji could now be uh, the emoji for like um, puzzled or whatever would just be a picture of rage because they're they're. A, even though it broke early, it sounds like, and that was a mistake, and they just sort of went with it, there's something about it that seems to be more focused than a game that was planning for next year. That's just me. I, it would be amazing for them to be like, oh, yeah, and it's downloadable today, but that won't happen. But it's been three years. Normal development's 3.5, so it's not crazy. It's, that is not crazy yeah, to think I, that that's possible. I, Dude... I'd love if if it were to drop this year because I I was very interested in the game and I could tell by the feedback on on the Rage Twitter feed and and their their comments and what I've seen on my channel you know being a place for a lot of Bethesda fans I mean people are after the gameplay trailer very interested in Rage now and um, there apparently it takes place 50 years after the the first Rage so it's almost a soft reboot in a way even though it's called Rage Two. So mm-hmm. I'm curious yeah. to see how they continue the story, if they even bother with it. And let's talk about some of the gameplay elements. That's the other thing I wanted to touch on. In the f- in the trailer, we see energy pushes. Like We see him lift himself off the ground with it. 
Um, we we find out there's weapon upgrades. You can charge your your nanotrite abilities into your weapon and put it into yeah. overdrive mode. It's got that id touch to it. Um, if anything, I think Rage had for the game itself. I know a lot of people say it looked good, but I think if we if I could commend anything on the game alone, it would definitely be its uh, its guns and gadgets. I thought they were fun to play with. And to see that they're going to bring them back and expand on them, like the wing stick, the thing that you throw, cuts off their head and it comes back to you. Uh, in the trailer, he throws it, it sticks into a guy and just blows up. And it's like, oh, fuck right. it. You can put an explosive mine on this thing. So what do you guys think when you saw the gameplay trailer um, and you just started, Adrian, yes. um, Rage 1 this morning? Yes. Or whenever, whatever time it is for you in Australia. <laughs> yeah, it was this morning, so, uh, 24 so hours ago. So you started it at some point in time, and then you saw the Rage 2 trailer. So there's a huge differential. What was your takeaway when looking at the trailer? Look, I like the animations on the uh, first game with the NPCs. Like, they're climbing on walls. They're not just running straight at you. They are literally jumping from wall to wall to wall. You don't see that in any other game. So True. I'd be excited to see that expanded on in this game. Mm. But. Yeah, there is another yeah. thing that you'll notice if you keep playing it or if you're just playing it for testing. Um, and while it's really common nowadays, if you if you shoot someone like in their right shoulder, like their, their right shoulder will kick back or they'll fall yep. over to their right side. And uh, that was one of the first games I noticed to start adding that level of tech. Where, like, like a recoil almost? Yeah, like people were reacting to where they were being shot. Like I, I know Red Dead Redemption did that, but um, Rage was one of the first, I felt like, games that that really nailed it and made it feel like every shot was hitting that specific point so that's that's another cool thing and Carrick, what about you you saw the new abilities you saw the the craziness uh, the almost free fun vibe that the first game did not give off what was well first of all differential this is me clapping for maddie because maddie is the first one i've seen so far do a trailer analysis video where i didn't feel i needed to do one so i got no shit i I was like (laughs) Fuck, I'm going to do a trailer. I'm not as into it as you, but I was like, I'll, I'll do a trailer analysis because those are interesting to do. Depending on the title, I think we can all sort of agree. It doesn't have to be every title. And then um, watched yours, and I was like, it's it's cool to see other people notice this. I mean, we can all notice the small things, but then to take it into a discussion, not have it just be negative, like, this looks dumb, but actually go, I'm seeing this. And when you were talking, I had a question about the elements on the guns. I was like, oh, this one gun's got this bullet kind, it looks like. And then you... We're like, I'll slow this down, and you can see him, like, powered up. And that's when I was all, hmm, okay. I sort of, now I sort of get what's going on. So I just watched yours, and I would say, like, so I'm, I'm pretty solid in their shooting. I think they can handle their shooting and stuff like that. Uh, what I didn't like, and I will just be brutally honest, and it, it sh- it's, I, I don't even like watching this part of the trailer, is the weird double jumping shit. Like, there's yeah, some looks- weird... He double jumps at one point. There's nobody's head. He jumps, ro- fires a rocket, and then jumps again. And I've watched that video <laughs> like 20 times. And there's nobody below him. He's not like jumping off a dude's head. It's like, is he, it, are you talking about the one where he like does the energy push and almost like shoots himself he, up a little bit higher? Yeah, yeah. But if you, yeah, and if you, yeah. So I don't. I know that's stupid to dislike, but I don't want. If it turns out to not be overpowered. I absolutely can't wait. I wouldn't even say it's stupid to to dislike, though, because when I was watching it and I saw it, it looked looked like almost it broke the locomotion that the whole gameplay trailer had. It was like everything was fast. He was going from enemy enemy to enemy, blowing him up or doing something cool with it. And then he jumps, and he's flying forward. 
and then you see him like energy push, and it's almost like he pumped the brakes a little bit because he he didn't jump. It's like his his energy burst didn't. It just pushed him up like on a little bit of a slight angle. It didn't push him towards his target, so he didn't just jump forward and then burst forward. He jumped forward and then almost went like that, and just kind of his his jump just died, and he just landed flat on the ground. So I I feel you on that. That was it was strange. That's something that they I think they they will. Fix. I mean, maybe these powers are versatile because I feel they only showed two and talked about two in the Bethesda Net trailer. I wonder if there's going to be a power that comes out of his feet that serves almost as like a, a jump or an air dash or something like that to right. that locomotion. Because Doom Doom even had a really weird double jump in my opinion. You know, your 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 normal walking animation is like you're you're zipping around this room. No problem. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then you jump and it's like one, and then you just do you hit the the jetpack and you're like. Pfft, like, yeah. It's like your fucking right. jetpack just farted a little bit and it just kept you up for like that half a second. You're like, huh, yeah. It's like, okay. So, yeah, it with double jumps. Now that you mention it. Yeah, that's, it, it is. It is. It's like you got your Mario in my, you know, death shooter. So, yeah. it, uh, that's the only thing that really um, made me like sit back. And I still, I don't know if I love it. I like the, the knife, the, or sorry, the, the, what do we call it? The blade, the fucking ninja, giant ninja star, whatever. Oh, I like that. Stick. Is there a time wingsip thing? Is there a time? Am I going crazy? But does he also throw it and it continues to spin in someone's face? I think. Like, yeah, yeah, I think it might be the one where it blows up. I think. He, okay. I think he landed it almost f- flat on his chest, and you can see it still. I think. I'm, I'm going off of memory. I haven't watched it since I analyzed it, but. I mean, while analyzing it, like I, like you said, I watched it like upwards of twenty times, and then went frame by frame for like, you know, when I actually sat down to analyze it. And I think I remember seeing it spin in place, but that'd be a cool little detail. If that so. would, I, yeah, that's what I was wondering. Like, if it was or another special that mm-hmm. you could spin or so, you like cut somebody up and <laughs> I just can you control that, it uh, right with with how gory Doom was? And it's been a while since I played the first Rage, so if this is in the game, I apologize, but. Uh, you know, for example, the wing stick, what was satisfying is, like I said, you throw it, cut off their head, comes back. It would be cool if there was that level of limb removal across the whole game where you, you take your shotgun, you hit his right leg, his right leg blows off, and now he's kind of, like, dragging himself along a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think that would be a really nice touch because Rage 1 did, like I said, that reaction really well, and I think that would be a good way to take it a step forward. Also, Maddie, yeah. you've done Rage, and it, it, it sounds like uh, Adrian's doing it. The one thing I absolutely adored in that game, and it's repeated here, so I'm excited for it, is the fact that the enemies at times were fucking impossible to shoot because they would twist in place or climb up on a wall and leap off. And your brain, yeah. we're accustomed to Call of Duty. Like, that's fine, Run, but fight, we are accustomed. Running. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to run at you, and I'm going to fire. You fire, and we'll see who dies first. And it becomes a meat bag kind of battle where it's like you're just soaking up damage. That fucking, man, the first time you play Rage, the dude's like, and they're rolling around, and you're like, I can't fucking hit him. Yeah, What's happening? And the amount of shots he missed, yep. Yes, and it, 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 I feel that that was one thing they did show really well twice in that. There's one part where two dudes are, like, spinning to the right, like, pirouetting as you're firing, and you're like that moment where you shoot, and you're like, son of a bitch, I just yeah. wasted my last shot in a spot they're not anymore. Mm-hmm. So I can't wait to see if that continues. Agreed. That's exactly it, Carrick. That's exactly my uh, reaction when I first played yeah. it. Oh, dude, the first time you play it, it can be frustrating almost because you're like, ha-ha, boom, and they twist, and you're all, you son of a bitch. 
bitch. And you're yeah, just like, I, I gotta like you, track him down. It's interesting you say it. It's almost like you gotta bait them. Because a lot of times when I played it, you aim in at them. And then they'll try to do like a little side dash. You're like, I fucking knew it. And you'll just blow his head off right yeah, there. And you, right. you'll like yep. compensate for his movement. It, it's awesome. You know, it's, it's one of those things where you feel like you're shooting at an actual target, not just... Right. Yeah. Like you said, the guy who's or like, Maddie. All right, I'm in cover, and for some reason, I'm going to climb this cover and run at you because you're supposed to kill me. <laughs> yeah, I did find that. I did find that. Um, I did move for not close, but a little bit forward sometimes because I felt that it was easier to hit them. Because if they did move left or right, let's say, mm-hmm. um, they moved a little less if you're up close. It's a little easier to maybe to maybe hit them. But I never felt like those other games. Yeah, where it's just like everybody's running at each other full speed. And you're just like, really, a person's taken like 95 shots from a, a machine gun and they're not dying. In that one, you also felt pretty dangerous. Mm-hmm. I, I personally believe Rage, you feel pretty dangerous in that game. If you do some damage, it's pretty noticeable pretty quick. Most of the time, they're not yeah. soaking a bunch. In conclusion, would you guys be satisfied with a fall that consisted of Fallout 3 Anniversary and Rage 2? No, no like Bethesda Game Studios new IP, just these two games. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Look, we—I don't want to mention it, but Starfield. We all want it, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, if Rage didn't do so well, hopefully they'd have something to back it up. But who knows? Honestly, it's—I—I would be happy to just see Fallout Three redone, um, and on the Switch. So. I can wait. I can wait for that. Okay. And hopefully something bigger to come along with it. Carrick, what about you? Rage 2 and Fallout 3 anniversary drop this fall. Are you in or out? I'm in for those, but I'd be really disappointed. Okay. I want I want Star... I, I just want to know what Starfield is. I really want to jump in there, and um, I would love to see Bethesda do something different and do a futuristic, you know, like a mm-hmm. Firefly kind of thing I've talked about. I just... Yeah. I want to see it, dude, so bad. I can't even describe how bad. I don't even like talking about it sometimes now because I get, I get my own ideas, it's, and that's not yeah, fair to them. It's uh, it's almost how I feel about Kingdom Hearts three now. Like there was this huge bulk of information that dropped on the game, and I'm I'm so excited for this game. Like Kingdom Hearts is one of my favorite franchises of all time, and I'm just like I see all this information dropping. And I'm just like, can I just get the fucking game already? Like that. That's how I feel. The same thing with Starfield too. It's like I'm just kind of done. Like just give me the game. It's all I care about now. I'm ready to talk about it. Like it's one of those things. So let's hope uh, this fall does bring us Starfield. The general consensus yep. is we would. I would personally be happy, but I would like a little, little bit of Starfield in my life. Me and too. now we'll move on to the other side of the spectrum where we're talking about Vampire. So Vampire has officially gone gold. Congrats to the developer. Don't nod. Who is uh, developing this game after multiple delays? It is finally going to be officially releasing June fifth, two thousand eighteen. Carrick, you and I are excited for this game. We'll talk about that in a second. But Adrian, first, we have to catch you up into the mix. What yes. do you think about Vampire? Man, it looks awesome. Seriously, like your options—that that, that uh, moral decision whether to kill someone or you know, uh, apparently you can play the game whole or passive. Like you don't have to kill anyone. I like that. I like when a game gives you that options. I don't think the game has appealed to a wider audience yet. I think it appeals to you and me as big RPG fans, but it hasn't appealed to a wider audience yet, I think, just because of the look, that 1918 look. Yeah. Carrick, what about you? you? I mean, you saw a lot more than I did. I didn't even know. You were like, dude, there's like an hour and a half of new gameplay out there. 
Uh, so you, you'll probably have a more refined opinion than me, but based off of what you've seen, game went gold. So basically, you were seeing the final product. What do you think of, of what you saw? Yeah, it. I mean, it, it. It. Again, I'm a fan of Vampire Bloodlines Masquerade, the, um, mm-hmm. the role playing game, and the older ones, Redemption. So I've always been a fan of vampires for some yeah. for some strange reason. I've always found People them cool. And it's an overdone concept, but I like, never see it in video games. I feel exactly, yes. and that's it's the new. problem. It's new in video games, or at least newer. And yeah. so what I saw, uh, something you and I talked about prior to the podcast, is the council is trying to do this with uh, point and click games like Telltale, where they add a bunch of skills. And those skills have to be owned or you cannot do something. And that might bother some people, but I love the fact that the very first thing you see in that game uh, on Twitch when they were showing that game, um, they started showing discussions where you're like, oh shit, there's stuff blocked out. Like I can't, it's, and we saw, we've seen it in some games, but it always felt like you could turn around and go back. Well, guess what? In that game, obviously they've shown a couple times, that's probably not happening. You're probably chewing somebody's neck off and that's it, and you're not getting the information you need, or you're not able to get some yeah. item from them before it happens. I, I really like that. That was one thing I did see as I skimmed through the gameplay before this podcast, um, was there was a conversation going on. I think a lady, I don't know if she caught you feeding or if she was trying to prevent you from feeding, and you could either listen to reason, you could say, I'm going through with this, or there was an option there, like Carrick was saying, and, and it had a lock there, and it said, hint has yet to be discovered. So... I love that because it makes the universe feel alive. Like, you don't just... You, it's not like the game, you know, you don't do all the, the investigating and then you enter the conversation screen and because it's a game, it just gives you all six options to talk about in conversation. Yeah. It's like, unless you talk to everybody and you actually hear the information and then as the player, you process it, I feel that puts you in the game and that makes it for when you make those choices, little or big, we're not sure yet um, because it seems like you can kill everyone in the game. Um that makes it huge. That makes it impactful when you might make, I'd imagine most people playing this game will make a wrong choice and go like, or in their opinion and go, Oh fuck. Like that's not how I wanted things to go here. Uh, especially because it seems like there's a grander impact on the, I believe it's the plague. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It, it, yeah. So it'd be black plague, black plague. And so I, I think there, there's a lot more at stake and it, it boils down to morality and i think they're doing a good job of reeling the player in i i personally i can't wait I, i've talked about this game a lot i have a video primed for the channel on one of the latest trailers they dropped um and it, it's just i'm all about this game right now it, it, and it sucks that it drops near e3 because it might be that sleeper hit it has it has such yep. a good chance to be that sleeper hit and it might just get overshadowed by a lot of announcements coming around E3, which sucks. That's that is actually yeah, that is actually true. That that would be one of those disservices that I think for a long time a lot of us would be bothered by if that happens. I fucking I hope to God that doesn't happen because if it does, I'm going to be so fucking angry. Especially if it's good. It exactly. Well, yeah, yeah, that's true. Especially if it's good. If, if not, it'd be like okay, well, we dodged a bullet on that one. But yeah. I, I, at least what from what I've seen, it reminds me of those games. I think where you see a couple trailers and you sort of know, you know, there's some questions, but they've shown enough, personally, I feel, they've shown enough that none of us question really what's going to happen. We may have interests in what's going to happen, but you sort of know how it's going to play out. And what they've shown just looks, it just, it looks perfect to me, and it looks better than a B. Maybe it's not a triple A. Maybe it's a, a new 
a, a new definition of gaming, um, where it's not an Elix or a, a Piranha Bytes game, but oh, wow. it's uh, yeah, it's like an Obsidian style where you know there there might be some bugs in it, but you're like, damn, that's good. Yeah. So that's that's what I'm personally hoping for, and what it seems it seems like they're aiming at, and they're fine with. Yeah, I mean, I'm just very happy to see that they. Yeah, you because know, it was one of those games that that worried me, and I was like, they're being a little quiet on it. And then you see a story trailer, then you see a uh, more of a darker side of of role playing in one of the trailers, and then we get the confirmation it's gold, and now we're getting a ton of gameplay. So it seems that they were very focused on getting it right before they really went all out on it, and that makes me yeah. happy. Um, man, I I just feel bad, man. Why is it gonna come out around E three? I, I I just hope it's good. That's all I care about. Because don't nod. That's what I also wanted to take this conversation to is don't nod we have a company that's made remember me very similar to how i felt about remember me is is with vampire where i was like this is a cool concept amazing universe you can't fuck this up you can't and then remember me comes out and it really wasn't that good um then we have life is strange carrick i know you love it I enjoyed it quite a bit. It, it, I remember that was one of the few games that, like, I was I was playing it on stream one time and like I choked up and almost cried at the end. Despite I know there have been plenty of comprehensive breakdowns about this game and how it's not as good as you'd like it to be. Regardless, it was still a moving experience for me, and I thought that Don't Nod did a good job with the story. Yeah. So, with all of that said, we have one I'd say hit for the most part, and we have one miss. Yeah. What is your feeling now going into Vampire? You know, what's your expectations? I know we've seen a lot of good stuff, and it looks like it's all working together. But what are you what are you feeling? I would say that uh, I, I I do I I do feel that there's one miss and one hit, but I think that luckily a lot of people don't attribute. If you're talking about remember me as being the miss, yes, um, yes. I, I think you and I remember remember me, but I uh, think that it was in the middle ground, and so it gets brought up by some, but it's not one that's talked about a lot. Like, even though people didn't like it, um, I thought it was okay. I, I actually enjoyed a lot of elements from it. There were the just some... The combo creator was awesome. It was awesome. Thank idea. you. Yeah, exactly. Can you imagine a Batman game or <laughs> yeah, something dude, like that? I've been waiting for FromSoft to do just a hand-to-hand combat game. Yep, with exactly. System. It's like, here's two dudes fighting in, like, UFC, but good. But Yes. So, um, you know, for me personally, I'm, I'm super excited for what they're going to do. I think it'll be fine. I think it'll probably be a little buggy. It's also from a nation... And, and from a group of people who, when they make their games, they're slightly emotionally different than, let, like, let's say, an American team. And I think we should all embrace that. That, like, a New Zealand team is going to have different ways in which they project things than a, a United States-based team. Uh, a, a Japanese. <laughs> Look at Persona 5. You're like, what the fuck is even happening right now? So... I think to me that's actually one of the reasons why I'm interested because I've started to gravitate towards their stuff. They're, they have, for example, um, they sometimes will handle sex differently than uh, you know a, maybe a more American style, which neither one's bad. It's just I, it's refreshing to see what they're going to do. It also seems like they're very open to, again, uh, failure states, which I'm happy with. I'm okay with that. People yes. right now are like, I want to be able to do everything, and if there's a bad thing, blah, 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 sort of what Adrian said, if you want, save games, I guess, are possible yeah. for that, but I don't need it in my game. I'm a fucking undead vampire. Shit should that. happen. And, and like, it should be dangerous. Is that what this game, and I wouldn't say it's intentionally because it's too short of a span for development time for these changes to happen, but it, it's almost hitting on what I feel Kingdom Come Deliverance missed on. There was a lot of chances to have choice and consequence. Uh, you know, and the, I think they hit the realistic part, but... 
with Vampire, I feel they can actually hit what that game had missed previously. Yeah. Um, because that that was one that that we saw a lot of potential in, and as time went on, we were a little like hesitant. And that's what that's what's going to be interesting. We're having this conversation now. We're pretty optimistic, I'd say, or at least I feel that way. Yep. And then give Carrick and I about two weeks. <laughs> when we start getting the mumblings of the PR, yeah, and get a feel right. for the game, we'll know. We'll know. We'll be like, ah, oh, fuck, or we'll be like, all right, let's go. It's, it's time to get to work. You know, is so, it going to be Recore? Yeah, yeah. Which is probably the best example of a, a game I was like, I thought was going one way, and then as we got closer and closer, it was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it can happen. Yeah. I hope it doesn't, man. Because they're also those groups are also making like my other favorite planned games the call of cthulhu games stuff like that yeah so i, I want all of them to do as well and, and you, put out uh, good stuff you brought up a good point about uh shared systems had, had you gone over that earlier about the the council i know you i brought i know you brought up the council but you said that they were kind of working it seems in a way where, where systems are being shared across games yeah that was the at least the so like ubisoft has you know everybody working on everything kind of thing mm-hmm. where you'll find out they'll be like ten thousand people worked on this game all of our entire continent so the the rumor is is that like a lot of these companies are starting to see the savings in money, manpower, and making people happy, obviously, by taking some systems and and going, oh, this could exist over here. One of the things we do see is like in counts in the council, very strict. It's by uh, Big Wolf Games, very strict in its um, skill use. It's not like uh, if you've ever played a Walking Dead, where a lot of times there are these parts where you can't turn back, but a lot of times you can just ask the questions, right? You're just like, what do you think about this? 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 In the council, you can't. You have questions. They're done. You have skills. And if you do not have them, you cannot even, like, you don't know enough about the subject matter to even know to ask the question. But more importantly, they have skills that overlap in what they can be asked, but their answers are different. For example, you'll come up to a tree, and if you have biology, you may be able to ask or look at something. But if you have, like, um room decor is i'm just making that up then you could say why is this plant here well the other guy would say this plant is a genius blah 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 blah, and might have more information so there's this fucking awesome overlap and the rumor was was that a lot of those companies over there a lot of the people under focus are starting to do that yeah so for those who um would like a bethesda example who are listening just for that although character i think explained it perfectly fine yeah it's like what fallout 4 did where they were like the shooting they got help from id um, I think animation work that got helped mm-hmm. with Dishonored. Yeah. So it, or, right. uh, Arcane, I'm sorry. So something like that, which, which is good because you see it in the product, right? You see it mm-hmm. almost instantly. You're like, whoa, this is still Fallout, but there's good shooting or something like that. So that's really good to hear. Um, what, I, what I hope, though, is that with this, we were talking about fail states earlier. I feel like I didn't uh, explain my point well enough. Is With Kingdom Come Deliverance, one of its biggest issues was they made gameplay design decisions to bring in that realism factor. Like, you couldn't just save your game. You had to get save your schnapps or uh, yeah. sleep in a bed. Sure. And it made sense in-universe. It worked, but it got in the way of it being a game. Whereas Vampire seems to be that in-between, from what I know, where, you know, you can still have fail states and fuck up and, and things yeah. can go wrong. But it's it's still a game where if I really wanted to... Um, I can go back. And I think having that kind of window open might encourage people just to play and see what happens instead of what Kingdom Come kind of brought to the table, which is more of a... Uh, a you, remember how I said I play like a bitch? Kind of like that, you know, where you're just like, uh, 
I don't want to fuck up because if I fuck up and I die, I lose like two hours of progress because I haven't slept. Right, right. So it's one of those things where I feel like there'll be a lot of risk taking and fun had by the gamer. Not that Kingdom Come wasn't fun, but uh, I think some design decisions definitely got in the way. Yeah. So Vampire coming out very soon. We'll have a lot more conversations on that as the weeks progress. And to wrap this all up, Carrick, this was your topic, and it's a funny one, so I'll let you take it away. Cliff, my notes just say Cliffy B retires and unretires. So yeah, like so, Bosky Games. You know, I don't want I don't want to wish ill will on anybody. So I, it sucked to hear that you know they had, you know, sort of just fallen apart. Uh, obviously, Lawbreakers didn't work out. Radical Heights was like, we'll see what we can do, and if people bite, maybe we'll. We'll continue building it. It didn't work, so they evaporated pretty much. And Cliffy wrote out this email and sent it. And um, you know, he was like, "It's been difficult. Uh, there's this and this that's happened, and I'm going to step away from games. I'll be back at some point." You know, and it sounded pretty final. It really did. And I think most people don't send out that email if they're going to just turn right back around. That's what's actually interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Is he's like, "I'm pretty much done." Blah blah blah. And then like. It, I, I don't know time frames very well because I've had my head in state of decay, but I would assume it was like just yesterday, maybe the day before, he posts and he's like, <laughs> I just came out of retirement and you're going to hear more in the next like four or five days. And I was just laughing to myself going like, well, first of all, it's probably a pretty big deal because, you know, we've seen um, we've seen uh, them talking about um, uh, about uh, wait, I, I want to make sure I'm getting this right. So I don't say anything I'm not supposed to. There is one thing. Uh, no, I can say it. So when when it comes to somebody, I'll, I'll change this a little bit. When it comes to somebody retiring, the first thing I want to get across is normally that person won't retire, uh, you know, and then just turn around. Like I said before, that was a big deal. But Microsoft and Sony have been yakking back and forth on Twitter. Or sorry, not Microsoft and Sony. Microsoft and uh, Cliffy have been talking back and forth on Twitter a little bit. And it was like something about. I like Radical Heights. Well, I want Radical Heights on the Xbox and like a wink or two. And this was between their the main heads. And there was a rumor originally that like that relationship had warmed up a bit because I don't know if you guys remember when Cliffy left and, uh, you know, Epic originally and even when they left Microsoft, so there was some like heated. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw him, but heated interviews. Or it was like, you know, Cliffy, you could tell Cliffy was a little unhappy. And then I don't know if you guys remember, but Cliffy was like sort of talking about how he was disappointed by, you know, the way he acted during the Gears stuff when he was running Gears. And it sounds like that relationship's warmed up a bit. And I was laughing, thinking to myself, of all the exclusives, I mean, Cliffy doing an Unreal, like that kind of style game or something on the Xbox would be something I would actually be really interested in. I like I like a lot of what he's done. And I don't think Lawbreakers was terrible. It was just, no, I didn't think it was bad either. I think it was, it was just, just a lot of betas. Yeah, and the first game I've ever seen where they thought a tutorial was a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm trying to look for his exact tweets because I see him saying like he's taking a step away. I'm trying to find him saying like, "Hey, I have an announcement coming soon" or something like that. Yeah, it's just um, that one popped up. It might even be today. Is that one again? My timing is. All fucked up because of what day I think it is. That's why you don't stay up all night. Um, Talks about a game called Codenamed Dragonflies, which... Oh, whoa, what? Basically, you were... This is... He he was just talking about something he wanted to do. He said, basically, you were a ninja slash samurai in airships riding dragons fighting zombies with friends in a PvE fuel punk setting on floating islands. The airships equal your air 
craft carriers, the dragons equal your planes. That sounds cool. But uh, also, okay, here we go. So he wrote his letter and he says, um, someday I'll make something new again, uh, but I need to withdraw. And then he says, uh, he says, I'm officially coming out of retirement. So yeah, two days later, I'm officially coming out of retirement to make video games again. Stay tuned here for details in the next seven days. Don't call it a comeback hashtag. Um, and then somebody says, if you're coming back to work on repetitive TPS garbage like Gods of War, uh, that will be a sad and a waste. Try something new. And uh, Cliffy says, too soon. <laughs> Whatever that means. Like, but yeah, so it sounds like... I, I mean, What I get from this is how I felt when I took a... And I know this is going to sound crazy. It's how I felt when I took a break from YouTube. I took a break from YouTube and it felt like a year. I was, like I didn't upload for a month and I was like, this is weird. Or, this is really... Or, I didn't up, I didn't up, I'm sorry, I didn't upload for a week. Um, uh-huh. I was just like, this is weird. It was, like, was really, really fucking weird. And eventually, like, I missed my work so much. I was like, I had that itch to create again. Like, I went away to Philadelphia for a weekend with my friends, and I kind of rejuvenated. I was like, fuck, I just needed, like, a little vacation. I was like, I didn't need this huge break. It's like, I'm going back to work. I missed this shit, man. And I, I went back, and I loved it. And when I announced it, people were like, dude, you were gone for a week. Like, nothing's changed. Like, we're still here. <laughs> How's it going? Welcome back, I guess. Um, and I feel like he might have gone through the same thing. He... You know, he had this dream. He had this vision. It, it, for me, this wasn't what happened. It was more of a mental health thing. But, like, it came crashing down, and he was just like, fuck, I just, you know, nothing's working out right now. Radical Heights, which looked like a Fortnite clone and a half, didn't work out. Didn't catch uh, catch anyone's attention aside from being a joke. And then um, Lawbreakers just epically flopped, and it's all it's known for. So he was probably like, I need to step away. I just need a break. He probably got hit with a lot at once because he mentioned something about his his Aussie getting a little bit older, which is, uh, you know, that's always hard to deal with. So what I took away from that was, like, a lot hit him at once, and he was just like, I need to break from the Internet, and then a good opportunity came his way, and he was like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, I can't... Oh, no, that's exactly... Yeah. yeah, I think the same thing, because he, he even says, I hope to make something new again someday. He doesn't say I'm gonna, he doesn't say I'm not going to. Mm-hmm. But then he says, you know, I need to take more time I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I'm going, going away, what have you. I totally agree that most likely his plan, I mean, unless he became a consultant, which would work for him, you know, because yeah. he's had successes and failures. A lot of people want to know how that works out. But no, I totally agree. I think that's exactly what happened is somebody stepped in with something big. I don't think it's something small. I don't think it, he probably even needs it, to be honest. I don't know his financials, but even with these issues, I'm assuming there's some residuals from gears. I could be wrong, but. Uh, I would, so, uh, yeah, you would imagine. So, <laughs> yeah, like I mean, it would. He would have been stupid by you know the time they were working on the sequel, even to mm-hmm. not have said, "Hey." So yeah, I'm, and, and that's what I'm excited for because again, I don't. I would. I want to. I enjoy some of his stuff. He also made Jazz Jackrabbit. If you don't know what I'm talking about? Go look it up. The dude, uh, the Jazz Jackrabbit is very, very popular. Older, uh, older title. He also made Unreal 1999, which is one of my favorite games of all time. So. He, he's. I, I like to see that. I don't want to see people leave. I'm tired of seeing a developer like be burned out by everything and not, you know, not want to come back. So the doctors from Bioware, for example, killed my soul. I still don't even like to think about them leaving. Like, and they just jettisoned. They were like, "See ya, bitches." Yeah, I mean, I think that's what comes with the the modern age of gaming. You know, you have that oh, direct sure. connection with your fans, and not everyone has the nicest things to say because it's over the phone or on the computer screen anonymous yeah exactly so they're like fuck it like i'll just call this guy a dumb fuck and (laughs) 
you know, move the fuck on with my day and they don't realize that person might have gotten into an argument with their wife or their husband or it might be, you know, like like Cliff said, they might be going through something with your animal and it's like, fuck. And then someone's like, hey, your game fucking blows. It's like, damn, I worked like four years on that. And <laughs> right. This guy fucking hates me for it. So a lot can pile on at once and that direct connection, while it's good, we see a lot of benefit from games that can be, can be overwhelming. But, um... I'm just looking at some of his games, Matty. Like, it's like, man, so Jazz Jackrabbit, um, Jazz Jackrabbit 2, Unreal, Unreal Tournament, Unreal Tournament 2003, Unreal 2, the game. That's the single-player game. Okay. 2004, and then he just goes on Gears of War, Gears of War Shadow Complex, which was a very fun 2D shooter uh, as Adrian falls down and dies. Um, <laughs> and then Super Hot, he was a developer, it looks like oh, a co-designer really? of Super an area awesome. stage. Yeah, so he did a co-designer of an arena stage in that, and then Lawbreakers in that Radical Heights. Awesome. So he's done, he's done, I mean, he's bounced around. He's done a little bit of everything, but mostly the shooter. And that's, uh, that's our last topic, though. Any, any words on that, Cliffy? Or, I mean, Cliffy, Jesus Christ, Adrian. <laughs> Look, Cliffy I was, was just sent to him up. Wow, time. that was awesome. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even know who Cliffy was until this podcast, so bear with Whoa, me. Oh, really? I'm still, I'm still learning, man. I've got so much to learn about the gaming industry. Nah, man. So. That's that's what that's good though. That's it's good that you're willing to get involved despite yeah, for that. Sure. You know, that's that's you got to embrace that shit. That's awesome. Then uh, that'll good. wrap up the the conversation. And Adrian, thank you so much for joining us. And, oh, and thank you for having me, man. Me. Means a lot. And, you know, it was awesome having you on and chatting. Um, and you're more than welcome to come back if you ever want to. Thank um, you. It was a blast. And is there anything you want to promote before this show shuts down? Um, not promote, but I, I wanted to ask you boys a question. It's a bit more personal, if you don't mind. Go for it. Yeah, um, shutting off at the end of the day from, from gaming. I mean, you're sort of set down at the end of the day. Like, you play a lot of games, both of you, I know you do. Um, how do you guys calm down from that? Because your mind is in that constant, like, war zone almost, mm-hmm. you know, from, from playing some of these games. Yeah, that's a good question, Carrick. I mean, I, I have an answer with Carrick if you want to go. No, you can go first. For me, uh, reading is definitely my safe haven because it's just... Comics? Yeah, not even comics because sometimes it's just like I don't need the pictures. I just I want to have just plain text. Yeah. Um, a lot of it's sports. I love golf, and that's like my just you go out in the sun, fresh air for a good four hours. Um, just enjoy the day with your boys. Um sure. Yeah, for me, it's it's about scheduling. I learned a lot of this from my, my parents and also Carrick was you got to schedule things. So I even had to schedule my game time, which used to be just I come home from school, play games, that's it. Because um, that was one of my big issues. I was just talking about how I took a break, and a lot of that was because yep. my, my head was – I was tired as fuck. I'd, I'd, I'd sleep a max of like five hours a night, which I know for some works. For me, I can't do it. I, I need That's at least, horrible. Yeah, I need at least eight to nine. Um, I wasn't sleeping enough. I was working constantly. I was playing games constantly. So my mind was just like rapid fire. And it took a lot to start. And I'm still undoing a lot of it because I have to live my life in a more scheduled fashion, which I've actually I've learned to love. I, I, it's very nice because it feels like every block of the day is dedicated to something. Um, yep. I've talked about it on the channel. I read this book called Flow. It's, it's something I always go to. Um, it's very helpful. And it, a lot of it's about dedicating 
psychic energy they call it basically your attention to what you're doing i know he, he that, that book sometimes overcomplicates the most simple things it's fucking insane which i'm guilty of too but uh you know it, a lot of it was like you know when i was reading that book and finished it i was like okay you know so when i'm doing something i want to give it all my attention so sure. i you know if i'm golfing or if i'm helping my mom out or if i'm doing games you know it's like this is i'm doing this for me or for the channel or i'm doing this for my mom so i just give all 110 percent to it so long story short it's a lot of breaks because my my job is yep. gaming so a lot of times i have to mix leisure and work which i manage to do um not everyone can but also scheduled uploading on youtube's of uh oh my gosh thank god for that you yeah. can hate on youtube for everything but thank god for that because there have been times i have been burnt down i'm like dude i don't want to touch a video game for, for a couple of yeah. days so i'll upload i'll upload two videos in advance I'll, I'll work hard for a day or two and then have those two videos ready to roll and then i'll take a day off or a day or two off and just let my mind rest and and just hang out with friends or go out with the family you know like i said go go play sports just you know something to kind of disconnect so a lot of it's just paying attention to yourself really cool thanks garrick yeah, I, would, I mean, scheduling is, like, that's all I've ever done. That's, I think, when it comes down to, like, gaming and reviewing, that's probably the only skill I have is scheduling because it defeats people who have a ton of game knowledge and allows me to, like, cover stuff that maybe they can't or whatever, and then I, and then I, I use that scheduling to learn things, too. Mm-hmm. And also, um, to understand, to remove ego from it at some point. Like, that's, I think, the biggest thing for me is when doing reviews. You may get a little pissy because somebody doesn't agree with you about something but over time it, it's best to remove your ego from your opinion just have your opinion yeah. out there do your video and then move on because at some point you are creating something that more pe- more more and more people have opinions on and at some point it'll be too much for one human to handle exactly. there's just there if if you were deleting yeah. them it would be totally different but you're creating a visible and verbal record of your past decisions and I'm going to tell you right now Everybody wants to question your decisions. That's just humans. So yeah. uh, r- removing myself completely from it. And then the fact is, is I like war. I'm a big fan of battling it out verbally with people. So if somebody is a smart ass, I do. I, I enjoy like stating particular things in a particular way that can, yes, be considered to be sort of an asshole. But it's never really being mean. It's more like if you're a troll and you come to like my YouTube channel and you're an asshole, I'll be an asshole right back. Many of the be- biggest surpri- su- subscribers on my patron are trolls. In fact, I would say the top four were trolls, where they were evil. And I was like, listen, bitch. And it went back and forth, and suddenly they're like, actually, I sort of feel bad for this entire discussion. And, and I've had them on the channel be- yeah, before, I mean, by the way. You, you can, a lot of your haters, you can just humanize. And you, just, you can. You just yep. and they for were- me, I do the opposite. Like, I don't, and I'm not saying what Carrick does is wrong. I, I just kind of go back kindly, and they're like, Hey man, sorry. I feel like I was kind of a dick. I was like, "You were, but I don't give a fuck." Like, you know, I'm. Just, oh no, I'll like be kind said, too. I just about it. It's just got to be. It's just I feel that feedback is necessary, mm-hmm. whether it's kind or not. Yeah. Because I've also got some people where, like, they said I, I absolutely hate you, and just a couple of days ago, I was like, "Check out Skill Up." Then, and they're all, "You just suggested another reviewer when I called you a name," and I'm like, "Yeah, because not that big of a deal." Also, I think. Um, if you've had life experiences, you can look at it and go, come the fuck on. In context, what matters less than a video game review? Nothing. Man. My shit matters more because it could plug up a toilet. Like, there's <laughs> nothing a video game review really matters. The game's already out most of the time. 
And it's like you move on from that point. It does in the real world where people are dying and fucking horrible things are happen happening. Yeah, there is nothing that la matters less than that. So at some point you have to remind yourself of it. And when it comes to ignoring stuff, I work out all the time. Like I, I teach martial arts twice a day. Yeah, um, that's martial arts. I, I've st I started doing that. too. He started martial arts as well. I think martial arts is awesome because it engages your brain still, but in a constructive manner that is completely different when it's physical. It is yeah. so different. If you look at a piece of paper uh, to discuss some analysis video, that is not the same thing as somebody trying to choke you to death and you mm -hmm. fighting them off with all you and knowing you won't die, but being yeah. able to yeah. wrestle with somebody um, or do those things or see how see physically what you can do. Uh, I, I think that's probably saved my life because I've taught martial arts, you know, for 20 years. And that's like I've, that's the one thing I have done since mm -hmm. day one. Yeah, it, it brings to, to wrap it up for me, at least um, for me, it's about like it's going to sound really psychological. So I apologize, but I, I read a lot of psych books, but it's about like bringing order to your consciousness. Like I can handle hours upon like all of us, I'd say can handle hours upon hours upon hours of video games um, because there is order in the consciousness where I know, for example, through martial arts, I, you know, I'm, I learned a very kind of militaristic structured way in that class. So it's almost like, you know, I don't, I don't go to school anymore. I've graduated. So I don't have that day-to-day -day structure, that day-to-day, yeah. -day, you know, okay, no matter what's happening, I'm getting up and going somewhere. Once you, at least in, in this line of work, um, you've got to find ways to stay busy. So I'm taking up, in the next week, I'm taking up learning a language. You have to make yourself busy and bring order to yourself. Because, you know, when you're going to school, for example, you're constantly thinking of how you can plan ahead and, and what right. you have to do the next day. And, yep. and, and certain things are shooing, like the natural socialization that comes in when you see a buddy in a classroom. You may not like school, but it's just ingrained into your into your being. And when you remove yourself from that, over oh, time, crazy. Yeah, yeah, your your brain's like, what the fuck is going on? And for me, right. that's like I, a lot of this hit me towards the end of last year to the beginning of this year. And I was like, I had to literally scientifically break down my life and go like, okay, what is missing? What has changed? And I realized I need a daily to-do thing. And so for me, it's like, okay, I could find some time to learn a new language. I would love to do that because I want to go to Japan one day. So I want to learn Japanese. I have a lot yeah. of respect and love for their culture. And I feel that would be – and that's something I love to do. So I'm going to pursue that. Same thing with martial arts. Karak has talked about it a lot. I've had a lot of people talk to me about it. I feel my body's kind of built for a martial art. So I, I took that up. So for, for me, it's a lot of – ordering my brain and, and keeping it focused on we still have shit to do we still have shit to work on and staying determined and, and kind of embracing that side of yourself where it's like this isn't scary like we got shit to do and we're gonna take it all on and, and, and at the end of the day I love playing games for my yeah. job or for myself because I have worked so hard during the day to earn that leisure time so that's kind of also I was gonna say that one last thing too is like uh, it, it and this isn't cheesy at all this is something I've said since day one is is when you do get podcasters together or you get YouTube creators together that sort of understand what everybody's going through that has been and is something I did since day one because I was like no one helped me no one helped Maddie like you start out not to be rude because yep. people help later but you're a small channel <laughs> and you can't go hey man so I've got one subscriber. Can I come on your podcast? And sorry, it's not going to work. Usually you won't get through to people. But what I did was I was like, okay, let's talk more and more. Let's discuss things. And you get a Maddie or a loan or a Dreamcast guy or a skill up. And all these people come on 
and they explain to you something that happened to them that two weeks later happens to you, and you're like, okay. Yeah. For example, I'll be brutally honest. Like with with Total Biscuit, at first, I didn't understand some of the decisions because I was just entering into reviewing. And I didn't understand some of the decisions he made, and I was, you know, I was critical on a couple of them. I was like, I just don't understand, and I couldn't get his gist. And then he came on the podcast, and I went on his, and I sort of got to sit down and talk about little things and go, oh, I fucking get it now because mm-hmm. it was a person who you could ask a question to and sort of understand where they're coming from. Because to me, the best is everybody getting together. Like Friday's best day of the week. When we all sit down to do podcasts for like five hours, you can't tell me a better combo to start a fucking weekend. Well, yeah, because it's and, not like we, we work in an office where, you know, like Bethesda drops Creation Club and everyone's walking around like, oh, boy, yeah, they're ripping us up, huh? Yeah, and like you jack yeah. your friend. It's like when you're getting torn up on your channel, it's just you. And so you right. feel alone on the issue no matter what. And then, like you said, when you come together, like the amount of times I've t- sat down before a podcast and talked to Carrick about some stupid shit going on, and then like five seconds later, it felt infinitely better because someone got it. I couldn't even put a number on it. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's same crazy. Thing alone, it's it just happens because it's like a workspace. You know, you're you're in the same office at that point. Yeah, yeah, it's totally true. I just wanted to add that because I I just think people forget it all the you don't see a lot of YouTubers like us come together either who are no, bigger definitely. most of the time it becomes a one view is the only view that matters kind of thing and it's like mm-hmm. no it's it's absolutely not yeah that's a good question though Adrian thank you for asking yeah very I, much. I, I, respect I to you like boys to, I... to bring that light because yeah. not a lot of people know about it so it's not easy what you boys do like seriously posting videos constantly always having something new to talk about respect. Thank you. Respect. We appreciate that. And, and you know, they, people who say that is why we do it. You know, it's it's, yep. it's so motivating beyond words. So thank you for that. And no um, we can wrap up the show now. So nothing to promote. You just had a question. Just want to double. No, nah, just, just wanted right. to send out some love. Awesome. Thank you so much. And it's been a blast. Once again, you're always welcome on. And we will catch you guys next week. Peace out. Peace out. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.